Oh yeah, happy Friday everybody. Gotta say, a Friday is a little bit better than a hump day, but every day is a good day. Welcome back to Guaranteed Entertainment. I'm your host, Garen Chance. And before we get into the top news stories of the week, wanted to let y'all know what the heck is going on with my voice. So I was able to get a little bit of the interview with our special guest today, pre-recorded a few days ago, and halfway through it, my voice just gave out on me. I was scheduled to release it on our normal days that I released a podcast on Wednesdays, but this is the first day I was able to get my voice back, so if you'll just bear with me, try and get through my terrible sounding voice right now. Um, There is going to be a slight voice change that you'll hear in the second half of the interview with our special guest. Uh, Just know it's because I'm filming that today on this Friday. And the first half of it was filmed on Wednesday when I was supposed to release it, but wasn't able to get it done. But it is a very, very happy Friday. I will be back on schedule coming up this upcoming Wednesday. I'm planning on having another special guest. We're having a special guest today. It is beautiful outside here in Texas, sunny and 75. And it's Avengers Endgame Day. Go out there. Go watch the new Avengers. I'll be seeing it tonight. Our special guest will be seeing it tonight. It's going to be a lot of fun. Heard a lot of good things about it. Go out there. Go see it. And some breaking news here at Guaranteed Entertainment. There's some merch coming. That's right. I'm coming out with a couple of stickers and trying to work on some t-shirts and stuff. But if you'll leave me a review or a rating out here on Apple Podcast or Spotify or wherever you get your streaming services from or wherever you're streaming this podcast from, if you'll leave me a review and a rating... Just send it to me, DM me it on Twitter at Shantz underscore five or on Instagram Shantz five altogether. That's S-C-H-A-N-T-Z underscore the number five. And I'll be sure to get you a sticker. Those are coming in very, very shortly. They're super cool. I'm really excited about it and really excited to give them out to you guys. Um, and so let's go ahead and jump into our news stories of the week and then we'll get into our special guest interview. So it looks like Cyclone Kenneth could bring massive flooding to Mozambique, the UN warns. Uh, I don't know too much about that. I don't live in the, I don't live, excuse me, in that area. But uh, let's see. So the Southern African nation is still recovering from the widespread devastation caused by Cyclone Idai from last month that's a terrible thing that happened also another terrible thing that happened in the news it's not too happy this week on easter sunday there was the complete there was the terrorist attacks that killed over 312 people in sri lanka my deepest condolences and and heartfelt sympathies go out to every single one of the people in Sri Lanka, uh, the ones that were affected by it and their families, just prayers out to those guys. It's a horrible thing that happened. We're living in a world where there's constant violence and something's got to, there's got to be an end put to it. I don't know, I don't know how they're going to be able to find that end and war is always going to be a thing, but some way, somehow, 
they have to figure out how to put an end to violence. ISIS did claim this terrorist attack. There were several suicide bombers, I believe. So it, it, it's the news coverage hasn't been great on it recently because now it's been a, almost a week, but it's still such a tragic thing. Uh, more more news that's happening today. There were four killed in a in a fiery 28 vehicle pileup near Denver. A truck driver faces charges. And this is an article from CNN, Joe Sterling, Amanda Watts, and Joe Sutton. It, the first paragraph says, at least four people died when the driver of a semi plowed into stop traffic along Interstate 70 near Denver. And that driver is being held on four counts of vehicular homicide, police said Friday. Terrible thing there. An article from NPR says, a new New Mexico county declares local emergency over abandoned border patrol checkpoints. And a New York Post article, let's click here, it says a fake heiress found guilty of scamming banks businesses. And this is from the New York Post, Rebecca Rosenberg and Elizabeth Ros Rosner. Rosner, excuse me. Gotta be able to handle my voice, guys. It's giving out on me. I'm trying to do my best here. Uh, so first paragraph says she couldn't make it in New York, so now she's going to have to make it in prison. Fake heiress Anna Sorokin, who tried to scam her way to the top of New York's social scene, was convicted Wednesday of ripping off hundreds of thousands of dollars from banks and businesses. The next top news story is the NFL draft started last night. The first round happened. Kyler Murray drafted number one overall. And now Arizona Cardinals are in a sticky quarterback situation now that they have both Josh Rosen, Josh Rosen, who more than likely will be traded, and Kyler Murray, who is a perfect fit for Cliff Kingsbury, their new head coach. Number two overall to the San Francisco 49ers was Nick Bosa, who arguably was the most talented player in the draft. Number three overall, Quinnen Williams from Alabama goes to the New York Jets. Also, a lot more happened. You can go into NFL in the second and third rounds are happening tonight. I don't know what time. And I won't even be watching it live. I got it recorded on my DVR because it's in-game Friday. I'm excited, guys. You be excited. I'm excited. I'm even wearing my Marvel t-shirt right now. I'm in that much of the mood. Uh, some more. Let's see. Another news story. Uh, these are all kind of kind of boring here uh, Trump says this is a headline from Politico Trump I am a young vibrant man okay and just like I said I don't want to get into Trump stuff too much because he's constantly on the news and it gets a little bit boring but gotta give me a little water here so also yesterday former Vice President Joe Biden threw his hat into the ring of now 20 Democrats to run for 2020 president of the United States. So it is a very crowded area. Joe Biden has recently been in the news quite a bit, inappropriate touching, um, just about or maybe just about as bad as the current president, maybe not as bad, I don't know. But one way or the other, Joe Biden's already in the news don't I personally I don't want a guy to be the president that is constantly 
disobeying the law and doing horrible things to women and young children and boys and girls. It's it's terrible. It, we live in a world that is just, it's, it's so terrible. And I'm glad change is starting to happen. And I'm glad that people are finally noticing how much that this world can improve. And I encourage you to improve every day and to spread kindness and to spread love to everyone because you can really make their day. I've opened up about what I struggle with personally with depression, but I try not to let that weigh me down too much. Go get help. Reach out to me. I love all of you guys. I love all of my listeners. I love y'all out there in Indiana, Michigan, Delaware, Oklahoma, anywhere you're hearing this podcast from. I love you, especially Texas because you're my hometown state. I love you so, so much. Reach out to me on Twitter at Sean's underscore five. DM me, DM me on Instagram at Sean's five altogether. And just feel free to talk to me. I'm always free. I make time for it and I completely understand. Spread love for, for everyone because people struggle every single day to have a good day. And just a simple, how are you doing today? Or how's your day been? Can really, really go a long ways. Spread love, spread positivity. Let's make change happen. I want to say who to vote for as well, but I can't. But I can tell you it is not going to be for the current president. It just might be for one of the Democrats I've I've talked about in another podcast that I am really excited about that is from Texas. My personal opinion. But uh, so Joe Biden, that's going to be a really, really, really filled up Democratic pool of candidates. He also, an article from Politico says he crushed it in his first day of fundraising with $6.3 million. Another article out here from The Verge by Tom Warren says Google isn't blocking Microsoft's new Edge browser. Um, It says Microsoft is moving its Edge browser to the Chromium engine, meaning improved web compatibility for the default browser on Windows 10. This should mean that all of Google services work well with the new version of Edge, but beta testers found out earlier this week that Google Meet, Google's enterprise messaging service, had suddenly stopped working. Google Meet users were greeted with prompt to download Chrome or Firefox, generating fears that Google services wouldn't play well with Microsoft's new Edge browser. The reality is different though. But that's kind of the big, big news that's happened throughout the week. Nothing really crazy. Uh, uh, Some science news from the Los Angeles Times is gray whales are starving to death in the Pacific and scientists want to know why. Also go back, listen to that climate change podcast that might have a little bit to do with why as well. And people are dumping trash in the oceans. It's it's just a horrible thing. Um, Another thing by Popular Mechanics here on top news on Apple News. Popular Mechanics says universe surprises scientists with rapid expansion and a National Geographic article says a 23-year excavation into the life of Leonardo da Vinci. Not all that crazy. Uh, Obviously, Game of Thrones is getting absolutely crazy. I'm still not able to catch back up with it because I tried, I rewatched it too late, tried skipping to the sixth season when I was on the third season of rewatching it, felt like I was cheating myself. So now I have watched it every single second I get when I'm not podcasting, I'm watching Game of Thrones, or when I'm not at school, I'm watching Game of Thrones. It is so good. 
I've heard great things about the new season. I'm really excited about it. Already on season six, I am cramming episodes in there. Recommend that you go and watch Game of Thrones because it is the best show ever made that we have ever witnessed. And I am willing to argue about that. Go listen to my very first podcast and you'll see. I am the biggest Game of Thrones fan that I know. I know everyone out there, you got to be a big Game of Thrones fan. But I'm the biggest one that I know. So go out there, go watch Game of Thrones. That's all of the new stories of the week. I said it wasn't that crazy, but it definitely was crazy. Some super, super terrible tragedies that had happened in Sri Lanka, Denver, or anywhere else that has had a tragedy occur that's not being covered on the news. My deepest and heartfelt condolences go out to every single one of you guys. But let's go ahead and jump on into our special guest interview. We're going to talk about food, sports, the upstairs of our mom's house, which we're recording in right now, and what the heck is going on with our dogs, some of the stories that we had growing up, and the shot shenanigans. Let's go ahead and jump on into the interview. And recording live from the second floor of our mother's house, the first ever special guest on Guaranteed Entertainment, my brother, Grayson Shantz. How you doing, Gray? What's up, Garen? How are you? I'm doing pretty well. How's it feel just being able to record a podcast over here, living at home, and <laughs> you're coming back up from Houston? How's it been? Dude, right back at home. feels nice. This uh, It gets a little hot up here, though. I can't lie to you, but hey, it's better than nothing, right? Hey, that's true. And you lived here for, what, eight years or something now? Yep. yep I've had the place, long. and now we got this. What is this? Is this little, like a little, little air nook, little thing? Oh, oh, the, <laughs> this yeah. Thing, this thing's a, supposed to blow air or something. Poor excuse <laughs> of an air conditioner, but it makes a lot of noise that'll put you to sleep nice, so I'm enjoying that. And, and you gotta love the design of the upstairs where you just can't put a ceiling fan, so we're yeah, sweating yeah. our butts off right now. Yeah, walk a little too close, you're gonna nail your head against this triangle <laughs> wall, like, huh. Oh, and, and you can do the tricks over our uh, futon we got going here. It looks yeah. like it's... It's a disaster. If oh, you, if y'all, can't, y'all can't tell by our voice. It's, uh, it's a disaster. We got the bed <laughs> out completely. We got the pillows thrown across. You can't even make it to the TV to even turn it on, so don't even try. Okay, I'm going to start off right here. Dog person or cat person, I know, but let the people know. Dog person for sure. Had them both. Dogs by far. Yeah, I remember you had given us, your cat was, what was it, Bane? Yep, Bane, and it was a female named Bane um, because I'm an idiot and did not know (laughs) that it was a female for a very long time. Um, It took me until I think she was like one or two years old that I actually actually put it together that it was a girl cat, but the name was already there. Uh, She was a devil, though, so I'm glad y'all took care of her. Well, whenever we had taken her, I remember... uh, she was the sweetest cat at night, but man, she was a devil during the day. It was just like, I don't, I don't know what happened. Wasn't it like we, we had tried to get her fixed or something, and they had cut? What? That was when we figured out, right? That was when we yeah. went to get her fixed. They were like, <laughs> oh, she doesn't have balls. Yeah, yeah, that was. <laughs> unfortunately, yeah, that was when we figured out that she was a, a female, and I think that was, I think they get fixed at like eight months. So eight months. I'd refer to her as a boy, so unfortunate for her. But yeah, she was a little devil during the day, and I and I will blame my roommates for the uh, 
the torture they put her through, but she uh, she learned how to protect herself. <laughs> and and coming to, uh, especially coming down out of that apartment, you had her declawed, and then she comes over here. It's kind of we got some land up here, and there's a uh, lots of snakes. Lots I of... wish I would have got her declawed. She wasn't declawed. <laughs> she wasn't. That's right. Oh man. That's right. She did that thing where she would tear into your leg Ooh. whenever it was at night. Man, she I had countless scratches <laughs> across my face from there. She would be. <laughs> I remember she was a devil. She, oh. especially when you, you pulled that Christmas tree out. Oh my gosh, <laughs> that was terrible. And then we let her, we let her take a couple of trips outside, and then that was the. Uh, yeah, that wandered was the last off. Who knows what happened? Mine got, mine got swooped up. <laughs> hey, I like to think that uh, she found her a nice, uh, a nice male cat that she's spending a happy little life with. True. Maybe she found some of those other cats that have taken <laughs> off. Maybe what was it? Tips? Yeah, maybe an accepted <laughs> for the fixed cat she was. Can't have babies, but she's a good, she's a good person. <laughs> she's a good person. <laughs> okay, so talking about your dog you got your you got Faya what two three four she's years three ago? yeah I wow. got her yeah I think she, I got her when she was like three or four months three or four months and I've had her for three she's three now so about like three and a half that's so crazy I can't believe it's been that long already it's been fun she's yeah she's a mess it Oh, that first year was was pretty trying. She's so well trained, though. What so, was it? How how did you end up training her so well? I mean, she doesn't try to jump on people, anything. Dude, it I can tell you the amount of hours it took doing that training her and stuff. But really, I would take dog food, and that's how I, I would like treat the dog food as treats. And in the morning, we would do like a little training session where we would run through some stuff, some obedience things, and we did that for months and unfortunately it didn't stop her from using the bathroom all over my apartment there were multiple times i mean she would run to her crate oh, this one specific i remember i woke up it was like three in the morning and she'd gotten sick and she'd just diarrhea all in her crate and, and it <laughs> I just feel like i remember this story stunk the whole apartment dude and i i <laughs> I tried to clean it and I was so tired because it was three in the morning. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to put it in the shower and we're, we're just going to just wash it off and don't go down the drain. Dude, it didn't go down the drain. <laughs> and I, <laughs> it made the whole situation 10 times worse. And it, finally at 4 a.m., I figured out how to unscrew the shower drain and, and finally got rid of it. But dude, it was so nasty. <laughs> it, it's kind of like the. Uh... I know Zeke. Zeke's the dog that I rescued about mm -hmm. two, a year and a half ago now. Uh, rescued him over there with Paxton. You remember that whenever I did that. Mm -hmm. But uh, cutest little guy, but man, he is a piece of work. Definitely oh. not near as trained as Faye, but he's so sweet. But I remember any, it's not even something I remember. I think the one, well, okay, one of the top laziest things that I do at night, it's 1, 2 a.m. in the morning and you hear that. <laughs> Yep, yeah, <laughs> yeah. They start. And you're like, man, you're like, just like, get off my get bed. Up. Just yes. get off my bed. You have to just push him <laughs> off the bed. <laughs> you're like, that you're just hoping, man. Do I want to take him out? And you're like, oh, what I did just... he eat? Yeah. Did, he, did he swallow my socks? Oh no. Oh my. Yeah, and then and then you just leave it in there. You're just like, nah, I'll pick it I'll up. Just and clean it in the there morning. There was there was a time I think I let that dog vomit of his sit in my room for at mm. least two weeks mm. i just looked in it and i was like well there's a little bit of water maybe a couple of chunks of uh, his toy it didn't smell 
Oh, but he, oh. man, that, oh, I know, yeah. I know how that goes, too. Faye, Faye went through a phase for like six months. It was every night you would hear that, huh, huh, and I was just trying to get her off my bed so she didn't get it all over my pillows. Oh, and it usually doesn't stink, but it's definitely, you don't want to step in that. It's, it's still pretty gross. Oh, my gosh, yeah, and especially whenever you were talking about the, uh, Dude, it's there, better was a, to, there was a little bit of uh, audio issues right here. <laughs> hey, hey, we got it worked out though. It's all it's all gravy. Hey, As was, we said, we are in our mom's house, not a studio. This thing is experimental. We we we, we, we plug and go. To Tom Segura. Yeah, for, yeah. <laughs> your mom's for house sure, for sure. Your mom's house for sure. But uh, back to I, I was talking about what Zeke and I, I remember he would he had. I think the nastiest thing that I'd seen, it was one night, it was like 2 a.m., I'd just gotten home from a late night, and I just, I mean, this, he was a little puppy, and he was coming up these stairs that we walk up here, and if you ever walk up these stairs, it is one of the nastiest things you would ever see. These, <laughs> there is stains that you have no idea when they got there, how long ago they got there. I, I'm not kidding. What left them there? Yes. What was, did someone die here? I don't know. Maybe. Did something. But he walked up the stairs as he was diarrhea Oh, no. Is that the right thing to say, oh. diarrhea? So that was a, uh, that was a fun experience left getting to go into the crevice. Oh, yeah. Great. And it was an explosive one. It wasn't one oh, of those, of like, runny water ones. It's it wasn't like that. a faucet. It was just like the... Oh, no. Like, you could hear it. And he's just running, and he's scared. He don't want no one to chase him, so I know he's running up the stairs trying to... It just sounded like missiles coming out of his butthole. Oh, goodness. That's hilarious. It's just one of the... Just having a dog, I think, has got to be one of the best things, because I don't... Like, even times... I talked about this on some other podcast, is whenever you got your dog, you're feeling down, they're always right there and they know it's the craziest thing yep nope that's one of them obviously it's one of the best things about having the dog is just having that little companion with you and it makes up for the trying times for sure i mean she's taught me a lot about caring for something else i mean obviously like growing up with y'all i've had to watch y'all when we were younger but it's nothing like a dog where you got to go at at specific times throughout the day when they're their puppies are you're gonna come back to a house that's destroyed. So you gotta, right. you gotta have like this regimen out and it, it really teaches you something too. So got a lot out of it for so, sure. <laughs> when, you, when you mentioned those family stories, I did want to talk about that because yeah. man, we have some shenanigans that we oh talk about, especially when we get all the Sean's hooked up together. Oh my gosh. Oh my goodness, it is bad. So I think probably, man, what is our worst one? I think it's gotta be the one when we some were with- Some of my uh, favorites. There was some, it was the, you hit me and you're like, don't tell mom. <laughs> there was always that one. It was the. Uh... It would be on the trampoline. It, it <laughs> that was the time I busted my hard. tooth out. Yep. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. If you ever see my teeth, if you follow me on Instagram at Shantz5 altogether. And be sure to follow Grayson here at Shantz underscore 94. Yep. Or is it Shantz 94 yep, altogether yep. now? No, it's an underscore. There's an underscore for the 94. Yeah. So. And you'll get to follow his NFL draft journey and also his medical journey and he is out from rice but wanted to talk about these family shenanigans that we've had i think probably back i think one of the nastiest memories remember when we had gone to uh what was it was it was it grandpa's out in oklahoma like it was when we gone we'd gone to like one of his dead 
man, we might get, I don't know if I'll get uh, reported for saying this on the air. I remember, I remember it was like, this is one of my favorites. We were about to head to the lake. We had this lake day planned out. <laughs> oh my gosh. And Garen slams his finger in the door and literally Dude, that was the worst freaking his thing finger ever. off. That was, oh my gosh. <laughs> it was so crazy. Dude, that was the, oh my gosh. And I remember exactly what I was going to do. I was going to get a lemonade sun kiss. I remember that like yesterday. I was going to get that dang lemonade sun kiss. And we were about to head to the lake. Scream bloody oh murder. Gosh. I thought he chopped his whole hand It was off. in the hinge too. But it he... wasn't in the, it wasn't in the normal door slamming part. It was in the hinge. I don't know how my dumb right. I even did it. You, you got it like right at the cuticle too, so it was like it oh, got it your tap it whole off. nail. And I remember watching them sew it back on. Ooh, man, it grossed <laughs> me out. And yeah, you, as you expect, the lake day was canceled, but that was a funny experience. And it had all that. It had like the blood. I'd like a puddle of blood or something <laughs> coming out. Dude, I've was... had some funky like medical things happen to me. It was the yep. thing on my butt. <laughs> yeah, there was like a there was like a there was like a cyst thing on my tailbone. Had to go get surgery on that, man. That how to get it drained you out. You do not know how difficult it is and how much you would appreciate sitting down until you get a cyst removed on your tailbone. That freaking hurts. And I'm trying to be clean because I said the podcast isn't ex- expletive. Because you know, mom right downstairs is gonna listen to oh, it. Oh, she for sure is gonna listen to this in the morning. But I think probably one of the funnier ones is, I think remember that junkyard at grandpa's house. Oh my goodness! And you slipped. You know exactly where what this happened. Going. It was your hand, right? What, it was what my was it? some. Somehow I sliced my chin open. Oh, dude. <laughs> dude, Grandma I don't was know so what. Mad. Yeah. So there's this junkyard that I mean, it's garbage collected from like the '60s. It's the <laughs> oldest junk, and it's got tetanus written all over it, rust on. Who knows what these parts are at this point? You can't even tell. A couple of snakes in there, too. But, of course, us being kids, we're playing through it and jumping all across. And I don't know how it happened. You slipped. <laughs> like, don't cry. Don't cry. Don't, don't cry. tell mom. <laughs> don't tell grandma. That was the catchphrase for sure in this household. Don't tell don't mom. Tell mom. And don't tell grandma. You could tell dad, though. Yeah. Oh, dad yeah, was for like, sure. I don't care. Dad uh, was just always took it up with mom. <laughs> I, I was gonna say one of the funniest memories is every Christmas when uh, mom and dad thought that they were being slick hiding them, and we knew the hiding spots. Oh my gosh! Yes, <laughs> and we knew what right we were getting. Right up here, we were it was getting right up here <laughs> for like five years straight. We knew exactly oh, what we, we were getting. Them. For we finessed the heck out of them. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I'm talking as soon as Garen I mean, figured out about Santa not being a thing. I mean, we were all over these presents. Oh, and that was <laughs> devastating. That was devastating when I figured out that. But then I but figured the out how to finesse. Yes. For it. Then I was able to figure out. I like, oh, listen, I know listen, where listen. all these presents are. This guy might be fake. But the presents, they're very real. real. And I know where they are. Yeah, you were definitely the leader of this. And then I kind of led Delaney, our, our uh, younger sister that's at, out in high school right now at Lake Dallas. But I remember they thought that they were so sneaky. They had these keys that they just hid right here that they thought we were just young and dumb. And what, you were 10? Yeah, you were 10 leading this, this pack. So we're four years this. apart. So I was six years old. You were 10. And I remember they would hide these keys, but we knew the exact spot. And I remember we climbed up here one morning, like two weeks before Christmas, and Mom and Dad thought that they were so slick. 
And they had them like covered up. Yes. And, stuff. and all we had to do was lift up a cover. What's there? Freaking rock band. Rock that band. was we the greatest so freaking present you could ever get we as a kid. We were so hyped. And that was that was like the very first iteration. We had been obsessed with with Guitar Hero. It was the off brand. It was the Walmart Guitar Hero, but you didn't give a crap. No, no, not at all. <laughs> the, when we we probably played it for like what a week though, and then yeah. put it down. We we're like, okay, enough of this. Game. I think the drums probably had to be the most like clunky type piece they oh, could have ever really had. Were. I, th- I thought they were so cool though. I, I really thought that was like the next thing. Oh yeah. Uh, I was like, sure. oh, Guitar Hero took off? It's about to be Drum Hero. Here we go. <laughs> I'm about to take off my, my Drum Hero. And it had the vocals with it. Yeah. <laughs> And then you figured out how to hack it, and you you didn't even have to sing the words. You just had to hum in harmony, yes. and you could watch it go up and down, and somehow still would fail some of the songs. I don't even understand how that was possible. Dude, that thing was freaking rigged. <laughs> it was fun though. I think one of the uh, another thing I remember, and we have these old game sets still up here. The GameCube. Oh. If you're young, you don't know what the heck I'm even talking about. But the GameCube, that was a freaking game changer. Super Smash Brothers. That was the only thing you could play it. What on was it? What was it? it? No, there was another one. There was then... a. Uh, what was it called? Crash Bandicoot. Yep, Crash Bandicoot was uh, another good one. What else we have? Uh, Matt played Man, Madden, Madden out the, out the Madden butt. Madden was a f- NCAA. That was when that was a big thing. But I mean, Garen obviously got it younger than I did, but I didn't think I, I was even allowed to play video games until I was like 13, 14 years old when we finally got the GameCube. So that was a game changer. Dude, the first... I, I Just going like back and forth. I remember we are... And shout out to uh, the Holes if you're listening to this right oh, now. Oh, yeah, for sure. But we always, our next door neighbors back when we lived at. Uh, they had the hookups, dude. Oh, my dude. gosh. They had the whole hookup. This is out in Corinth, Texas. This is our first house. We're living in a kind of a nasty, piss infested place that we had all peed on everything. <laughs> but uh, so we'd go over to the Holes house. And I remember they had that PlayStation 2 set up. They had With the basketball. every game, Oh, dude. my gosh. Every game you could think of, they had it. I oh. remember the dang. There was like the Ninja Rocket Turtles. Rocket League. There's, yes, everything. Rocket it was League. everything you could think of. That was fun. That was fun. I remember just going over there and playing for hours. And that was our, that was our little video game fix right there. But when we finally got our own, what was it? Finally, when we left there, right? Was, yeah. we, we didn't get a game we system until we left there. I mean, we had a GameCube always, I think. We had yeah. that ugly room. That, oh, my gosh. I got to say this story. You got to tell the story, actually. What's this? The bunk beds. <laughs> you got to do oh, the bunk beds. This is a beds. fun this one. Is the, this is the worst experience I think I've ever had. This is a fun one for me because <laughs> it, it didn't affect me at all. Let's set the tone real quick. Hang so, on. We're so in that, we're in the house that he was just describing. Me and Garen, we shared a room for a long time, and we had these wooden bunk beds. They're real sturdy. <laughs> they didn't really, they didn't squeak, didn't make any of those. They were honestly pretty good. And then we had a drum set in there, because I played drums for a little bit, and Garen played guitar. And <laughs> I slept on the top bunk. Garen was on the bottom bunk. And one night, I was just really sick, and I, I'm notoriously heavy sleeper. Didn't notice that I had a had a, some vomit <laughs> building up. And I woke uh, up, and it was like projectile off the side, and it hits my bass drum. Oh my gosh! <laughs> so yes. you hear a nice deep thump, and it splashes. I wake all up with chunks on my face, <laughs> and you know how you know how sexual that sounds. Waking up with chunks on your face, like that is 
That's one of the worst things to wake up to. Oh, that was so funny. It, it was I, freaking disgusting. I felt terrible, but at the same time, it was that, that beat I was making off that bass drum. It was pretty nice. Dude, there was a... <laughs> I remember that drum phase, by yep, the way. Yep. How long did that last? A long time. Like I mean, I had them. I had them for here, in here too. So, probably like ten years, something I like know. that. And we got this uh, this ping pong table that we took from. Uh, looks like the local. We literally dump. took it off. Somebody, Somebody was like sidewalk or something. Like yeah, that. they were literally trying to throw it away, and we pulled off the side of the road and we picked it up. The thing was like it's still uneven, but oh, it, it this thing is this thing is kind of a piece of junk but man we make do with it oh for sure we used to have some crazy some intense battles that. yes and ping pong kind of faded away didn't it it I was think big it, for I think a while a, i think it's some like high school like we played it some in college too but i think in high school it was a big deal and plus we had it in the locker room for a long time sure. so it was like kind of carried over where everyone was like obsessed with it there and so then when, when we got in our actual house it was like well duh we're gonna play this with all of our friends so. oh yeah it was definitely this was like the, we had the spot for a hot second and then people were like man the freaking upstairs <laughs> this place sucks <laughs> because honestly it is the it is huge. I've honestly wanted to move up here. Man, I, you know how much of a loser I sound? <laughs> I want to move upstairs. Get away from you, Mom. Get away from you, Dad. Leave me alone. And then I, it's just like because there's no room for a fan. This little thing, whatever we got going on, I'm pretty sure someone gave to us that's blowing air. I mean, it feels okay. It's all right. But whenever you're right in this area here and these ceilings are like i don't even know how to describe it they're like triangle it's like an a it's like you're it's like you're looking at an a yes but the very top of an a so think of like you know when the a has that horizontal line that's right horizontal yep, yep. right there on the top of it that's basically the, the design but like the slightest like foot at the top is flat yep but it is the most impossible thing to probably move up and live in because it's so, so funky. Oh, to yeah. Be able to, like, just be comfortable. But we had the spot for a little bit. Mm -hmm. And then we really got the spot whenever we got that PS3. And I'm not even much of a gamer. Oh, I remember yeah. we got that PS3 for Christmas. For sure. Man, that was the. That was the stuff. We, remember, Mom never let us play Call of Duty because she thought that they was going to put, like, bad thoughts in our heads. Dude, but then, the and devil. then we got it. Yes. And then it was everything changed. Dude, <laughs> yes. Dude we got obsessed with Call of Duty for, like, a two-year span where it was, like... I mean, Garen really... I, I, you might have played it more when I left, but when I was here, I felt like I was the one that was up here, like... Oh, for sure. I was in a zone for like two hours every day eyes are bloodshot <laughs> yeah, and i'm we like and i sucked i wasn't even good i just <laughs> i was just terrible but I, like i was just obsessed with it i had a, a kd of like 0.5 so i <laughs> for y'all that are nerds that actually play that means i'm awful all right oh my gosh okay so i remember there was the uh we had that Bluetooth headset that we would always freaking lose. It was a little Bluetooth thing back when those were big, yeah. if you remember those. Yep. Before the power beats and stuff came along. But these things, the kids that would be on there would be like four years old, and they would be cursing you out like you were... Everyone thought I was Jewish, enemy. dude. Everyone thought I was Jewish and always dude, had something mean to say, Seth dude. Rogan. I was like, what is going on, bro? Like... For some reason, everyone assumes you're either Jewish or black when you're playing these video games, and you get every slur towards those races. Honestly, 
Oh, it's terrible. <laughs> the profanity is absolutely I would terrible. love for someone to have called me a cracker while I was playing, because that's one of the funniest slurs, in my opinion. And when someone calls you a cracker and they're dead serious, I mean, I just want to laugh. Bro, you want to bust that laugh. So hard, dude. <laughs> like, at, think about all the the mean slurs and white people got cracker <laughs> what yeah. and you would think we we should get like the absolute worst <laughs> you would think because we did we i mean our race did absolutely horrible things to every single race it and is, they went with cracker i mean there was I, so I think much white, potential I'm convinced that a white person made that could have i think a white person very, convinced people to just call other white people crackers probably hey honestly. you caucasian <laughs> i mean caucasian is better dude i actually took this like uh this uh course this year and it was in race and medicine and the the term caucasian was made in like the 1700s really yeah it was made i think in like europe or something like that yeah but 1700s like early early 1700s interesting that class was a drag though let me let me tell you dude so okay that leads me to what were the most ridiculous classes that you've ever had to take at rice Ooh, gender studies gender studies that's one um you know, I've taken some really good classes. I've been pretty fortunate. Haven't you taken a bowling class? No, I did. <laughs> I did take a capoeira. <laughs> if y'all don't know what that is, um, the only reference I had for it was Will Ferrell, and I can't remember what movie it was in. Oh, it was in Get Hard, and he knew capoeira, and that <laughs> that was like his <laughs> exercise. And so we had to take a what we call an LPAP. It's just it's basically just like a physical ed type class and i took it fortunately and unfortunately i actually got injured that year so i didn't actually have to do the capoeira for most of the time but let me tell you that's an interesting experience maybe one day i'll whip out one of the kicks i learned but i don't i didn't take much from that class dude that class is probably the most ridiculous thing i mean like Dude. i'm thinking of will ferrell you're talking about the one where he's like going swaying back yep. and forth and yep like kombucha or something like yeah that. and then yep. he turns into like some yep. crazy karate Does person kick. in the end yep spoiler alert if you haven't heard if you haven't seen get hard that is one of the funniest movies by the way it is pretty any, funny any movie with kevin hart is pretty hilarious though yeah and will ferrell too he's yeah, one of my will favorites ferrell. will ferrell yeah that I was so, a little disappointed by the Sherlock Holmes, though, I will say that. Yeah, tell me about that. I haven't gone to see it. I didn't I'm, think I'm gonna, it would be worth I'm going to blame the director. Um, it was Sasha Baron Cohen, the dude that does, um, oh, what movie? Dictator. He also did. I didn't like that movie. Uh, what else? He was obviously the Borat, but the he directed he directed this movie, and, and I think his references were just a little... It's like the movie was made three or four years ago, and yeah. it like got a because it was using these late references, and I mean they missed a lot of opportunities with that movie, but eh, it is what it is. Some are hit and miss, but that duo is is hilarious. So hopefully they'll give it another shot. Will Ferrell, John C. Riley. Oh man. You think Step Brothers? Dude, Step Brothers to call me. I don't even think that one's my favorite. Talladega Nights. Dude, Talladega Nights. Them, I think they're I could almost Talladega. repeat that movie backwards. Shake and break. Dude, it is I mean, one of the best movies. The most, I just literally called out 
the number one line that people that haven't even seen. <laughs> I think probably one of my favorite ones has got to be. Now I'm gonna tell you what. Why don't you go ahead and break, break my, my arm. arm? I thought the same. Break it, Richie. <laughs> break it. <laughs> Breaks it. You don't mean to break it, Ricky. Bobby. <laughs> like, I thought one of the one of the best parts was uh, him stabbing his leg with the knife to prove oh, that he was sure. he was a paraplegic. That made me laugh. No, okay. It still makes me laugh every time I watch it. And by the way, what you're hearing in the background, there is a huge thunderstorm going on right at the moment. But uh, so if you hear any lightning strikes or you hear us go off air, just know we got struck by lightning. <laughs> Don't worry, rip to us. <laughs> Maybe we'll see Bane. <laughs> wow, <laughs> that was dark. It's okay. But uh, <laughs> but I wanted to talk about what are the top. Oh wait 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 wait. Hold on, hold on. Mm -hmm. This is what I wanted to say. With Talladega Nights, I changed my mind on my favorite part. Uh oh. I think my favorite part is his reference when he's on the phone with Ricky when Cal is getting married to Ricky's former wife. I don't remember why, her why name. Do you wanna, why do you want to play the, why you wanna the play TV and the radio at the, the same time? Because I like to party. <laughs> hey, Ricky, I think, you, I think your house is haunted. Like that, it's, Dude, it's so end, memorable. Dude, I, that the is the one-liners in that movie are incredible. Okay, so give me a top five ranking of the best duos of comedy duos it can be the same people but with a different person Ooh, you know kevin hart and the rock gotta be up there yeah that's up there i would say john c Riley and will ferrell's up there i would say i know tiffany haddish and, and kevin hart are making a run at it but i haven't seen any of their movies i, yeah. I know that they're both good individually Night School wasn't a bad movie it wasn't i didn't terrible. see it. it wasn't great I'm trying to think of some other duos. Uh, there's Kevin Hart and there's uh, Kevin Hart and Will Ferrell are together on some. Yeah, true. Uh, Will Ferrell, Mark Wahlberg. Mark Wahlberg's been in some classics. The, him and the other guys with Will Ferrell, that was a pretty that was good hilarious. movie. And also, uh, even Daddy's Home is pretty funny, too. Yeah, yeah. I just feel like he always plays the same character, though, so it kind of... Not that Will Ferrell saying, changes it up any. Oh, but. are you saying like you saying like Will Ferrell always plays? No, the same no, Mark, Mark Wahlberg. He's always that angry like. Uh, he's always kind of like the, the combat. Yeah, he's the combative guy. It's like it's always the same. I need to see more out of you, Mark. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Come on, Mark. I know you're up at 3 a.m. and you're going to be listening to this podcast <laughs> while you're working out and while you're getting humongously I'm swole. At, I'm up at 3 a.m. I'm up at 3 a.m. I'm building pyramids with <laughs> with my weights. I just think, apartment pop. <laughs> I just think someone going in there, apartment pop. pop. If you don't know what I'm referring to, you got to go watch, watch the, the other, other guys. guys. Because I also broke down my top TV shows a couple podcasts ago. Uh -huh. So tell me tell me what yours are. I, I, I think I had Game of Thrones as number one. Stranger okay. Things is number two. I think number three, I had The Office. Number four, I had, was it This Is Us? And Or no, number three, I had Breaking Bad. Number four, I had The Office, and number five, I had as, uh, shoot, uh, did I say Breaking Bad already? Yeah. This Is Us was number five. Oh, man, I wish I would have prepared for this one. Okay, hey, so. Hey, gotta get you on the spot. Breaking Bad is definitely up there. Um, Prison Break, the first three <laughs> the first seasons. first three seasons until first they three seasons. the same time. Yeah, first three seasons was excellent. Had so much potential. Oh, so much. It's same with Dexter. I liked Dexter for the first two, three seasons, and it just, I couldn't even watch it at that point. Um, Office, for sure. I put that, 
the amount of times I've seen it, it should be my number one. Game of Thrones, I, I really enjoy it, but I, I don't think it's what? my top five. I'm going to be honest, but I, I'm trying to remember my... We're ending the podcast right now. Thank you for listening to Guaranteed Entertainment. I've been your host, Garen Johns. Have a great day. No, I'm just kidding. Keep going. Um, oh, man, what other shows? Man, there's been a... I'm not a Parks and Rec guy. I know you're not, but it's a, it's a, it, it has some good episodes. So but you're it not does... a fan of Stranger Things? You're not a... No, it's a little like... To me, it felt a little... Uh... What do you think about The Walking Dead? Walking Dead, same thing. Love the first three seasons. I actually picked it back up recently, and I've been watching. It's just good, like, mind-numbing yeah. television. It's just like, you know what's going to happen. They're going to move a little bit, and then they're going to see some zombies. Dude, and then they're going to move a bit, and then they're going to see some humans. And it's like, it's literally that recipe for 100 episodes. That's why it's so hard <laughs> for me to watch Game of Thrones, though, because... Uh... I watched that first episode of The mm. Walking Dead, and they eat the freaking horse. I'm an animal guy. <laughs> I cannot watch animals get killed. I can't. And but, the fact that that was the first episode, and even, I mean, our favorite animals, the freaking the freaking dogs and the dire wolves that are in oh, Game of yep. Thrones. I won't spoil it for these people oh, okay. listening, but... Those are some... It's what makes Game of Thrones kind of sure. tough to watch, but I think Game of Thrones definitely has to have the greatest like plot twist out of all of them i see this is my thing with game of thrones it was a book first and that's True. why it can't be one of my top tv shows because the dude literally laid out the best plot for this guy to make he just had to cast it right that's why it can't be in my top five i need original stuff like that's why breaking bad that's why prison break that's why the office where it doesn't have that like backbone before it was made that's why i like those so much what was that other one? Oh, you liked uh it was sons of anarchy Ooh, that's a good one. one sons of anarchy is good there, but there's some episodes where it was just like kind of a drag same i think all shows fall victim to it eventually where they just yeah. they, they try to keep up and it's but now that netflix is doing this thing that where they don't have such a time frame that they're trying to like every week gotta yeah. make a new episode and now they can just like film it all and then put it out and make yeah. sure the product's good i i watched um black summer i was telling you about that they only have oh, a yeah, season that trippy dude it was good and it was written in a very interesting way like there wasn't much dialogue it's mostly like they throw you in the middle of all right there's a zombie apocalypse and you're in it so hmm. and they had like little chapters yeah i really enjoyed that one i already finished it of course really but, yeah dude how I, many episodes are in it it's only eight, but oh, they're it's only one season they're, so far. They're twenty-seven minutes a piece. Oh, they're short episodes. Short, very short. Interesting. Yeah. And each chapter thing that it does, it's like five-minute increments. So you get like a little, a, a different perspective for each chapter. It's from a, a different person in the storyline. Yeah. It's point of view. So you get like, and then the, eventually it all meets up, which was like the like the over arc. Yeah. When they when they ran back into each other again. But yeah, I really enjoyed that show. But lately, I haven't been super crazy about much. Ooh. <laughs> so my girlfriend actually got me into this, and I and I've watched all the episodes, sadly enough. And I only have one complaint about it. But how to get away with murder? Oh, uh, dude. That's such a. Hear me out. Hear me uh. out. Hear me out. Dude, I could not get past the amount of sex scenes it has in it. I don't need to be watching a porno on my television like it's just give me basically yeah <laughs> just give me just give me the the plot but 
dude. You fall in love with those characters. Really? Yes. Uh, for those people that watch it, Asher. That's my boy. Asher? Hold, Asher, hold it down. There was one with TV shows. So I tried watching Shameless. I can't get into Couldn't it. Couldn't get into it either. I, I think there's a lot of people here that are huge fans of Shameless, and Paxton was trying to get me into watching Shameless. I liked I it for a little bit. It. It, yeah, it's kind of a predictable plot. I mean, yeah, the first, I mean, the dad's a drunk, yep. I mean, I, and all the kids are adopted. They each have their own story. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's kind of exactly how I thought it would go. I think you started, what was it? We, we were talking about Santa Clarita Diet. Oh, yeah, started that today. That one's interesting. See, so how I, I was with Santa Clarita Diet for the first two or first season. Is there three seasons now or two? Yeah, they, they just added the third season. Really? Okay, so I watched all that first season when it first came out. Uh-huh. I, I guess I liked it, but uh-huh. it also kind of got, like, cheesy. It definitely, I mean, it definitely. She, eating. She, she ran into, uh, <laughs> what was his name? Loki. Do you remember Loki? Loki, like Thor Loki? No, <laughs> no, no, like Thor Loki. The uh, so this this big black dude that they were supposed to go, um, they were gonna eat him, but she failed because his chains, his chains were too thick, and so she tried to bite him. She couldn't get to his neck. Super, I mean, kind of racist. Let's be honest, but <laughs> she uh she punctured him, which infected him with the zombie thing. Okay. Do so you remember? You remember what I'm talking about? I think I. Okay, so I remember the part where she had kept like throwing up. Was it like her heart or something? She like puked up. Her yeah, heart. that's in the very the very first episode. She like throws up. I mean, it's it's almost hard to watch. Like, oh, honestly, disgusting. watch. It's like she covers the whole bathroom, and like they find this weird lump of something but it's not a heart they, they it's like the whole thing is they're trying to figure out what it was and like i think uh, i i gotta say I, th- I know this is a little bit off but off topic but i think i gotta say that the first my favorite character is probably the neighbor like the next door like oh yeah neighbor. yeah no he's cool and he I gets like better him. he gets better as it goes on really? too yeah yeah i've really liked him so far i think he's a good actor too i think he's gonna be yeah. like he's gonna have a real career in this what was it he was on um i think there was there was a movie with jennifer aniston and uh man is it the, is it vacation or something vacation I'm gonna, I'm gonna try and look that one up. I think, I, I I think there one. was one. It had him in it. Let me see. Let me find it. Real I think quick. he's such I a he's done such a good job in this one though. He, yeah, he plays the nerdy dude and he's like, and his. Uh, oh, I don't want to give any spoiler alerts, but yeah, he's got a, a stepdad that's a cop and they're next door neighbors with the family that. I mean, the wife is a zombie, so she has to murder to eat, and right. that's the whole plot of it. But the what happens with between the the daughter and Boom. what was it it is vacation okay okay so it, it's okay so it's christina applegate so ron burgundy and uh that so like her she the co-anchor i can't remember was it uh what was her name in anchorman i don't remember her name oh i know who you're talking about Dude, anchorman is a seen. classic i know i haven't seen it in such a long time though it's uh Oh man, why can't I think of it? That's where I mean, that's where Steve Carell got his start right there. That will I, I Anchorman. I think he got his start more 40 year old virgin, don't you think? I think Anchorman came out before 40 year old. I don't think it did. I saw a 40 year old virgin when I was in like. Mm, it 40 year old virgin came out in 2003. And when was Anchorman? Anchorman came out. Let me see. 
So four-year-old virgin. I remember seeing that for the first time and just Anchorman died laughing. Released. So Anchorman was released on June 28, 2004. So I'm gonna double check, make sure. So what was the other one we were just talking about? Virgin. Forty-year-old virgin. Okay, forty-year-old virgin release date. Forty-year college student abbreviation. That's it. <laughs> okay. So this one was released 2005. So oh, yeah, you're really? right. Okay. So yeah. so at that released back. Uh, so I guess Anchorman maybe was. Yeah, it was the I'm start. Surprised he didn't start out on Saturday Night Live or something. No, uh, you know I think that's where Will Ferrell got his really? start from, and I think Will Ferrell knew of Steve Carell. Oh, I could be getting this completely wrong. Um, so someone please correct this, but. I think they knew each other, and that's like how that whole relationship got started. But that crew always seems to kind of stick together when they make movies. Oh, yeah, and it's always great. Mm -hmm. Him, Paul Rudd, uh, obviously Steve Carell, Will Ferrell. Oh, man, and I can't dude. stand that, that other guy. That freaking Todd Packer, I, the most hated character <laughs> I have on The Office. Yeah, man, I can't, I can't his think name, of his but, name. But he's, I mean, like, again, Larry. he's, yeah, he sticks around. He's, like, with those with those other guys when they record. So I, I've enjoyed that. And the stuff that Steve Carell's put out recently, the more serious stuff. Yeah. He's had some serious movies. I can't remember. I'm not going to remember the names of them now. One of but. them was... Uh, it was a boy, good boy. I can't remember what it was called. I watched a really good one with uh, Paul Rudd while you're trying to find that uh, that Steve Carell one. There's a really good one with Paul Rudd, and it's got Selena Gomez. Um, I can't remember the other character, but I think he's got... Man, what is it? I can't remember if he's paralyzed from like the legs down or the neck down, or if it's like he has some sort of illness or disease i can't remember but that movie is super super good and actually kind of tugs at the heartstrings really yeah i'm gonna check that one out <laughs> i would tell y'all what i was talking about but um my phone's not loading it so we're gonna move oh, it's because our power is going out this storm is that's rough true. that's true it's brutal right now yeah my, the computer ain't even connected to the internet oh Thankfully, really i'll be able to get to it in a little bit so no worries you're still gonna get the podcast because you're listening to it right now so yeah, you know we buddy. figured it out some way somehow yeah buddy I Ooh, think nailed I, it. I think one of the oh you got it yep okay here we go Evan Almighty I forgot he did that one oh and he's in the Despicable Me but what the yeah, one I was Bruce. thinking of was he's in the Big Short and the Crazy Stupid Love he plays like very serious roles and they are so excellent oh Foxcatcher when did you, that I don't come think out? you saw that one that one came out in 2014 and it was about the wrestler I don't he's think so, I saw that there was an American wrestler that uh, Steve Carell is playing this guy named John DuPont who owns the, it was like the DuPont company. I'm, I'm pretty sure they, they like make plastic wear or something right. like that, but they're super rich. And so this guy, John DuPont, put together this team and on the team was an Olympic wrestler by the name of Mark Schultz. And Steve Carell was played John DuPont. And it was a very serious role. You couldn't even recognize him, really. He had so much makeup and making him look old. Excellent role, though. But besides besides um, Steve Carell, though, as far as favorite actors recently, yeah. dude, the uh, this is kind of unrelated. Thor Ragnarok with the guy that plays Bruce. Bruce. 
plays Hulk. What's his name? Oh, Hulk. Um, um, uh, Mark Ruffalo. Mark Ruffalo, dude. I like him as an actor, not so much a person, but great actor. What's he do in person that makes you not like him? He just, dude, he's just such a, a virtue signaler. He's always on the interviews talking about... We need to treat everyone. You, you know the old rhetoric that they all say, but then don't actually follow. I understand. There was a... Uh, okay. Favorite superhero. I'm giving you a straight up quiz. Favorite, Favorite superhero. superhero. Marvel, DC. I don't know. Maybe, maybe you can do two separate ones, but... Oh, man. Let me think. I would think the... The my favorite DC. Ooh, and I don't, almost want to go anti-hero. You can. Bane. Really? Dude, Bane, Bane is the ultimate anti-hero. And yeah, in the comic books, he looked crazy. I mean, oh, they yeah. they they captured him pretty well with what's his name. Who was the guy that played him, by the way? Big actor, I can't remember. Some guy on steroids. This is this is us for <laughs> most of the time when we talk about movies. What oh, was that one called again? <laughs> <laughs> and but uh, I would have to say Bane is my favorite anti-hero. Favorite hero might be Flash. And then I would say my Marvel. Ooh, that one's tough. There's so many good Marvel ones. Marvel's definitely the best. Marvel oh, beats Marvel. DC every single day. For sure. Dang. Who's your favorite Marvel? My favorite Marvel? Man. It's either between... It's between Spider-Man and it's between uh, Black Good Panther. Choice. Black Panther and Spider-Man are Dude, my Spider -Man two is favorites, sick. man. Dude, Spider-Man is sick. Spider-Man is sick because he can be super quiet, but Black Panther is so cool because it's all around his necklace. Yeah. And he's super strong. Dude. And he's literally the king of Wakanda. But, like, Spider-Man is so cool because no one knows who he is, but he's got this high-tech gear that Tony Stark's giving him. Dude, Spider-Man, Spider and I would say the Hulk are my favorite. Just be, if, if I had the Hulk ability, but was able to control that anger a little bit better, you know? Ooh, I dude. thought that they did. I thought that, like, Thor Ragnarok and the oh, latest Avengers was kind of... Oh, dude, I loved. I so I didn't like, like the. I didn't like the Infinity War. I'm gonna go out on a limb. I know everybody was obsessed with it. I don't think I liked it either. Wasn't a fan. They killed off it, like. I mean, killed off. I'm they're sure they're gonna find them. Yeah. Because they're coming out with Spider-Man who disappeared. If you haven't seen Endgame or not Endgame, Infinity War. Honestly, I don't know what you're doing with your life. Sorry. It, it's on but, Netflix. Yeah, it is. Go on check Netflix. it. Go watch it. But. Basically, whenever, uh, so spoiler, so you might want to just mute this for a sec. But whenever they fade out certain characters that are brand new with Chadwick Boseman, I won't say the names. You'll have to look up the actor yourself because I'm not going to say which superhero. But they fade away Chadwick Boseman. They fade away, um, man, Tom, 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 what's his name? That's uh, my favorite, my one of Tom, my favorites. Tom Riddle? Tom, Tom, Tom Riddle. Riddle. Tom, Tom Riddle's Riddle. Like, Tom Harry Potter <laughs> appears in this, and Tom Riddle, Voldemort, comes up as well, he who must not be named. <laughs> I don't know. Tom, uh, it starts with an H, huh? Ha Haggif. Tom Hiddleston? No, not Tom Hiddleston. I will go back to what we said earlier. This is us most of, most of the time when we talk about Oh, for sure. <laughs> TV trying, shows. Man, I gotta, this is going to kill me. <laughs> but um, the the thing with the, the in-game... Tom Holland. 
Oh, Tom Holland. It just yes. felt like they tried to force too much. Yes. And then I thought it, Thanos was kind of lame. Dude, but you said Thor Ragnarok was lame? Dude. I didn't like that. Okay, hold on. It was the funniest one for maybe, sure. Maybe I just meant... Okay, maybe I just meant... I don't think I meant Thor Ragnarok. I think it's the one... Whenever the one where the Hulk is like, no, like I'm not coming out. That's Infinity That's, War, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, it starts It starts in the... Uh, in the Ragnarok because, because he was like yeah he was like that for so long dude that was awesome and then him and Thor fought that was pretty cool oh dude I loved it it was so Which funny somehow like Thor loses his eye but then in like in game he has his eye back yeah he gets it back somehow I don't know I thought the coolest part of the Ragnarok was his uh what's it called his hammer blows up and oh, he, has yeah. to, he has to go and fix it. That was the coolest that thing was to me. Pretty cool. And he does it himself or whatever. Yeah, and then Groot makes the handle for yep. him. Dude, Groot is one of the coolest Marvel. Honestly, Guardians of the Galaxy, I didn't know how I felt when I first saw it. Oh, dude. Best but soundtrack man. ever. Oh, for sure. Best soundtrack ever. That was ever. definitely one of the best soundtracks on a movie. For sure. I think Black Panther could say something, too. Oh, yeah, but, yeah. But, uh... You know Game of Thrones now? I know this off topic real quick, but you know Game of Thrones is having like SZA, like Travis Scott, like they have all really? these all these rappers coming and making a soundtrack. I will say them. that I have not seen the the latest two episodes because yeah, no spoilers, guys. Yeah, I haven't seen the latest two episodes, but I am caught up for the most part. But that's funny that they have Travis Scott making a yeah. I feel like it. It's a money, money, money grab. I'm sure it's a little bit of a money grab. I'm sure they're probably doing it more for like video purposes, you know. For sure. But uh, man, I'm trying to think. What, what's gotta be the best? Mm. Man, I'm losing my voice here. Yeah, I can hear. Think, I can hear it kind of go out. What? I'm trying so, to think of who the best. What would be your is. DC then? What's your DC character? If you want, do you want my favorite or the one that would actually win? Favorite, the win. I mean, Batman. who's gonna win? Batman. Who would you say would win? Well, I mean, wasn't there a Batman versus? Honestly, whenever they had, it's Batman. Is Superman's DC? Superman's DC. Yeah. Oh well, does Superman? Yeah, Superman's the most powerful. Yeah, and the like, you know what? Superman Batman versus Superman. That's the stupidest movie I've ever seen. Oh, it's so terrible. Oh, dude, there's no way the the supposedly the strongest human or alien whatever it is how is he gonna lose to batman and especially a human that has no power and, and the batman was played by a terrible actor <laughs> it, it wasn't even the the good batman I no mean, it, it wasn't, wasn't a, christian bale no it, it was uh it, man was it? i'm gonna forget uh, his name too see here we go again what's his name oh <laughs> Man, I cannot think of He got that. swole for it, though. I'll give him that. He got pretty swole for that role, but did a terrible job. Was it Mark Ruffalo that did? No. That wasn't him, was it? It was, uh... Man, why can't... Just... Dude, I need I a new Batman out. movie to come out. Oh, I know. But who are they gonna have play it? Dude, okay, hold Bring on. Bring back Christian Bale. Give me your reaction to the Joaquin Phoenix playing the Joker. Ooh. What do you think? Dude, that's gonna be a sick movie. Dude, it looks awesome and i've heard of like uh for y'all that listen to other podcasts there's fighter and the kid that with brian callen who's an actor and he he's supposedly in it and said 
and he's been around. I, I'm talking on my butt right now. I don't know, actually know what I'm talking about, but Brian Callen said that that was some of the best acting he's seen. So I'm excited to see how it carries over and yeah. if he can if he can hold the candle to the last roll. I know that he's going to be able to beat the what was it the. Uh, Gosh, he sucked. What, what was the what was, was the movie uh, that they came out with? Here we go again, guys. Suicide Squad. Suicide Squad. Uh, and I actually heard they're completely redoing that whole yeah. movie. That's how bad it sucked. I heard Will Smith was so mad at oh, uh, yeah. the the dude that was playing Joker because he was he sucked. And that and he was like playing jokes on him all the time. Like he sent like uh, what was it? Like, were they anal beads or something? And like dildos this and stuff. This is a PG show, yeah. so. If you're listening to it and you're a uh, child, put your put your ears over your head. <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying. Yeah, that was uh, it was a lot of that practical joking bothering everybody, and I heard it just really got on everyone's nerves. Oh yeah, and it did not translate to a good movie. Oh no, he he was so bad. He was in it for ten seconds. Oh, I know. They they knew he was bad, and now oh, they're trying sure. to make okay. And after a brief hiatus, we are now back. So, picking right where we left off, talking about movies, Avengers Endgame is coming on tonight. Mentioned yeah, yeah. it in the intro. Give me your expectations for it, and what is your bold prediction? I'm excited. I Honestly, I don't have many predictions for it, but I will say I'm excited. I've only read good things so far. I'm trying to stay away from all social media today, just because I'm not trying to get spoilers. But I'm excited to see it tonight. And it's it's been on literally the top trending moments all over Twitter. Exactly. Every single person that I follow. Just gotta stay off of it. Yeah. Just gotta stay off it. Everybody's talking about it, but that just makes me excited for it. Yeah. Three hours too. Three hours. It's gonna be, it's gonna be packed. You know that they've already came out with a uh, schedule of like the best times to go pee. Really? Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty. It's awesome. that long. That so I'm gonna funny. have to hook, I'm gonna have to look that one up because you're going tonight. Yep. I know I'm going tonight. Mm-hmm. Really, really excited about it. Do you think that they're gonna be able to get those ones that f- have fallen back? <sighs> you know, just the the way superhero movies usually go the good guys always win but hey i would like the twist maybe some fall off maybe mm-hmm. this maybe one of these guys signed a fat contract for a new movie next year and they're like yeah avengers sorry it's it's, it's folding but yeah uh, i think they'll all come back i honestly i honestly feel like this might be something that they'll kill off iron man maybe kill off captain america because dude hulk i worry about off. hulk Oh yeah. I mean, he was hardly in it last. The last one when he was not changing, he wasn't yeah. really. I mean, a character. Yeah. So I don't know if it, what they're planning with him. I don't know, but I know that their main guys with. Uh, who's the guy that plays Captain America? I can't think of his name. Chris Hemsworth. No, no. that's Thor. But uh, I know Chris that Evans. Chris Evans. Chris Evans and Robert Downey Jr. are both at the end of their Marvel contract, so. One way or the other, I think they're going to have to figure out a way to put an end to them. It's going to be weird without them. Um, also, wanted to talk a little bit about... Now, um, I mean, we've talked for, what, like an hour about yeah. movies and yeah, everything sure. else. Let's let's go to sports. Yeah, for sure. So, it's NFL Draft Week. Mm-hmm. It's been a very long process, process for you. Excuse mm-hmm. me. Um, it, there's been... There's been an agent change. There's been a lot of training that's gone into it, and you've had some injuries over the football career. Mm-hmm. Uh, talk to me a little bit about that and what your expectations are, are during this draft week. 
Uh, so, you know, I, I've put all I can into it at this point. Now it's really, I mean, it's in God's hands and I just need one yes. And that's what it's really gonna come down to. 32 teams and I just need one of them to take a chance on me. Because once I get that, that opportunity, I know things are gonna take off. And I'm really confident with this new agent, Darren. He's, he's we just connect better. I mean, he he's a former player. He played for Bailiff back in the day. So we had that, we had that connection. And uh, the players that he has signed, I mean, he's already got stuff negotiated for him. They're, they're already, mm -hmm. they're already set. So his focus is on helping me out. And and I, I knew that it was going to be tough coming from Rice, coming with a lot of injuries, being a little undersized. I knew it was going to be one of those things where I was probably going to go undrafted and I was going to be in the same situation. So I, I've seen this coming for a while, and I've just had I've got myself mentally prepared for taking advantage of that opportunity when I get it. So so I wanted to talk about the rehab of mm -hmm. the injuries you've had throughout college. Mm -hmm. You had a shoulder injury. It got infected, had to have another shoulder. I think you've had to have what, three? Three total. Three, yeah. three total shoulder Two, two shoulder to fix surgeries. it. Yeah, two to fix it after the first one. Uh, just infections. They took out the, they put in a graft and then on the third one, they finally took it out because it had just gotten staph in it. And it was, I'm, I'm honestly lucky that we caught it when we did. It could have been a lot worse. And you had that ACL injury. Was it mm. your junior year? And you also had an MCL last season as well, so correct? I tore the ACL and MCL my junior year. And then the following season, I tore my, my meniscus. And it was a bucket handle. It was a lateral. Some guys can play through meniscus mm -hmm. stuff, but unfortunately, that is the one that you can't play through. It's yeah. just uh, you're going to risk more damage than it's worth. And the option was they could... I was gonna have to give up the rest of the season or they could take the cartilage out, which, I mean, you've probably seen them at Rice. There's a former old lineman that walks around like a board yeah, because he's missing both cartilages in his knee. So it's just a horror story. And I'm like, nah, I can't go down that road. But lucky I was I was able to get that six year. But honestly, the, the injuries were a blessing in disguise. They challenged me. They, they made me mentally tougher. And they kind of pointed me down the, the direction I want to go after football, too, with physical therapy. I mean, working, understanding, like, the mindset that it takes, uh, the hardships that you go through, and, like, the self-doubt. Understanding all that and having to go through it so many times, I can hopefully, and, you know, it doesn't always work, but hopefully give patients wisdom as well as, like, helping them recover. Yeah, and especially because you being the, a player as well, you can relate so much. And you were talking to me about, I mean, you've talked about this for a while. It's been your dream to open a both a physical therapy and a personal training facility. Yeah, that, that's the end goal is to have my own uh, PT clinic and also have it as a, as a sports-specific training center. Um, you know, I'm football-based, but I want it to be – a place where athletes can come condition yeah. that don't have you know we had falcon pride which is our summer workout program right. when we were in high school but a lot of kids do not have that they don't they don't either have the facilities or they're just not they don't have the staff that are yeah. willing to do it so i think that's a that's where i can hopefully step in and i you know i i, I could talk so are, are you trying to make it kind of like a non-profit type thing where 
kids can go and work out. I gotta make out. some money, dude. But <laughs> I know you gotta I, make I, money somehow. But but I do want to have a for lower income families, um, and I also want to make it incentive based, where you show me your report card and you got A's, you get that whole month for free or a whole three months for free. Make it incentive based, so it's it's you know how it works with mom. I mean, we had a little incentive to make good grades. Yeah. And then we get hundred bucks or something, yeah. With people that don't have that uh, good support system like we had, yeah, like they're not motivated. Why, like, why would they need to get good grades? Like, mm -hmm. and and sports aren't pushing them to do it. They just want you to play ball. Like yeah. they say, they say school first, but they're not in school. You're in school, so yeah. like, they they can say they can say it all they want. But those kids that I, I've seen so many talented athletes fall through the cracks because of bad grades and just not being able to to literally make the academics and then they get to college if they weren't able to make it in high school they're for sure not gonna make it in college so having somewhere where i can step in and like maybe just intervene a little bit and help um not just with physical therapy and training but like help these kids out like with their with their uh, support system too so have you thought about being and i see this a lot in you and it's something i've always seen you have a, a you have a coaching type personality. Have you considered maybe coaching uh, along with doing the physical therapy and stuff, or maybe doing that as a starting off if you can't find something? Dude, I would love. You know, I've thought about it. Um, college coaches they they travel so much. Mm -hmm. I've seen so many great men that lost their families just because they weren't able to spend time with them, and I, and I don't want to be that guy. And I look at high school, and that's just not where I fit. Yeah. Like, I'm not trying to deal with the extra school stuff. Like, if I'm going to do it, I want to be strictly Completely football. invested. And NFL, you just have no job security. Mm -hmm. So it's like, it's it, it's one of those volatile things where you, you got to know somebody to get in, in the first place. Yeah. And, like, it's never even guaranteed then that you might end up somewhere that's even decent. You might end up in a terrible town and, like, now your kids got to go to school there. Right. So, and those are all those things I've considered. Like, at the end of the day, I want to help coach, like, little league teams. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, the whatever we had. What, what are they called? Uh, Pee Wee football. Pee Wee football. They oh, call it uh, Pop Warner. Yeah, Pop Warner. I would love to help out with, like, Pop Warner and, and you know, help with high school kids. But... I, I, it's just not the career path. You just don't see it, it's just, it's just too, it's too volatile. Yeah. I would rather do it as a hobby and like, I still, I mean, I have a desire to give back to the sport that's given me a lot. Right. And so I do want to, I do want to give it back, but I don't want it to be something that I have to base my livelihood on. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So I wanted to go back to the draft process. Mm -hmm. What is the training regimen that you? you have to do on a daily basis in order to prepare for the combine in order to prepare for the rice pro day that you mm -hmm. did and also wanted to talk about what what has it been like trying to um i guess i guess trying to be able to communicate with these other teams yeah so the training is a little bit different for everyone based off how your contract with your agent sometimes they pay for it sometimes they don't and that continues. Some guys go to California, and you've probably seen that. You know, I didn't have that option, and I'm not complaining or anything. Mm -hmm. I, I, as I said, I like to take advantage of what I got. And just the location ain't gonna make it work harder, you know. Um, 
but it's it's very specific it, do, it doesn't have much to do with football when you're training for pro day it's 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 kind of the the tests that they run are kind of arbitrary it's really just a test of athleticism that doesn't even really tell the whole picture at the end of the day and so you spend a lot you spend three months stressing about five events <laughs> when at the end of the day you're here to play football and right. and so as it got closer, I would say probably like a month and a half before pro day, I really started focusing on like position specific stuff and like mm -hmm. making sure my get off is still crisp, making sure my hands are still good and, and really just working on the fine tuning the, the, the details of my game, you know what I mean? Yeah. So talk to me about what were your results in the 40 yard dash, the the shuttle, the, which is a 5'10'5". Five, five. Mm -hmm. I know you didn't do bench because you did have the pec injury that was bothering you. Uh, talk to me about what your results were. Were you happy with it? Were you satisfied? How are you feeling? Uh, I don't know if anyone's ever really satisfied. And if you are, you're, you're not You're not growing. But, uh, you know, I was happy with it. I, I weighed in at 250, which was good. That, that's the heaviest I've been in a little while. And I carried it well. I ran a 4.8. I ran a 4.4 shuttle. Um, my, I don't remember what my three count, I'd have to go look. I jumped a 34 inch vertical. Um, my broad, oh man, I'm gonna forget that one too. Let me see if I, if I can pull it up here. But I think you had pretty, you had, you had really good, uh, I think it was pretty good numbers that you had put up. I'm seeing if I can scroll up here and find it. But, how stressful was it being able to perform in front of all of those players? So here it is right here. So it, you had a 33-inch vertical, mm -hmm. uh, nine-and-a-half-foot nine long jump, also known as a broad jump, 478 40-yard dash, 510543, three-cone drill, 7-1. Those are all above-average times. Really, really look good on paper. How confident are you in your results in being able to land on a team after this draft? I'm, you know, I'm, I'm confident in myself. Yeah. At the end of the day, I rely, like, that's, when they say yes, uh, it's all on me. I made, like, I'm my own business. Like, I got to make sure that I'm in uh, a place that I feel confident, because when you feel confident, you play well. Um, I don't try to get too wrapped up in that those number games. Mm -hmm. it, like I said, it's so arbitrary. Like, it, it won't, it doesn't matter. As soon as it's over, it's like. The scouts are so dang, weird about numbers. It's crazy. It's like, yeah. it, it's it's done. And, you know, it's changed. I've watched it change so much. And really, I've watched it evolve, even at the high school level, with social media being such a big thing. Like, if you get a clip, if you go to a big school, which, you know, I'm not complaining. Rice to D1, and we played, we played in some big SEC games. But we weren't getting picked up clip wise by ESPN right. and when you can retweet that kind of stuff like and get your name out there that's really what sells these guys and so you know I, I I'm under the radar but that doesn't intimidate me at all so I know I'm gonna go in I'm gonna I'm gonna take someone's spot and that's really like that's my mindset going into it like someone someone's gonna lose their their dinner that night so that's how it gotta be yeah and you've been around a lot of talent luckily especially in high school mm -hmm. someone almost everybody knows his name josh jackson mm -hmm. he is now on the green bay packers drafted in the second round cornerback out of iowa but you got to play with him while he was playing wide receiver mm -hmm. and 
safety and corner. Have you gotten to talk, uh, like talk to him throughout the process, or? You know, we, we 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 stay up with each other every once in a while. Um, you know, Josiah, shout out to him. I think he he'll, he'll go late in this draft as well. And uh, you know, he's a good player. I, shout out to the Rice to the Lake Dallas strength and conditioning really well. staff. Like, I mean, they they really got us prepared to to really make these leaps once we got to college. That you didn't get to see in other guys. And you know, but I have Ellerby to rely on. I got uh, Christian Covington, Emmanuel Ellerby. Sorry. Christian Covington, like these guys, I have built a, a strong bond with. Yeah. And, and you know, in college, it's just a different thing. You, you really, you really, I mean, you work hard in, in high school, but you work at a different level in college and you really grind when you really develop these, like, I mean, that brotherhood really. And so I, I've always, I've just been relying on them, getting feedback from them. Peter Godber as well, he's in the CFL. Um, Calvin Anderson, we we still keep in touch, and he's he transferred to UT, and he's gonna get drafted high. And like, I mean, so we, I have people around me that I, I definitely can keep in touch with, and, and make sure that I'm on the right right page, right. And like like on the right path, and making sure that I'm doing everything correct. And you know, at the <laughs> at the end of the day, the the common theme is when you get that chance. I mean, you gotta bust it, and that's 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 been the that's been the recommendation of everyone. And, right. And, and so, I mean, it's football at the end of the day. True. And so, how you stand out, you gotta you gotta run harder, run longer than everybody else. Yeah, brother. It's so. uh, so talking about how well Lake Dallas has done, and what's crazy is this coaching staff has remained the same, and, and I color commentate for them during the season. You know that. But if you're listening, uh, during the fall season, I do the color commentating for Lake Dallas football. Both Grayson and I had played on the football team all throughout high school. There's so many names now that have been that have come through and out. The first one, I know you and I both remember, Dusty Dvorak. Yep. Out of OU, goes to the Chicago Bears, now is on Sooner Network. Mm-hmm. There was James Franklin out of Missouri. Then he goes to the CFL, and I believe he's still doing really well still, for himself. He's still a starter. Josh Jackson. There's yourself. There's Josiah Tawefa. There's Andrew Craig, who Darian I believe Williams. is still doing pretty well. What's up? Darren Williams. Yeah, just the, yeah. Daryl Williams. Daryl Will, Yeah, Daryl Williams with the Carolina Panthers has done an amazing job, and he still comes up there and gives motivational speeches with those guys. Really, there's so many more players that I'm leaving out here. Kobe Boyce. Uh, this is now spout of my class. Kobe Boyce. Uh, goes to Texas. Shaguna Jira goes to Houston Baptist. It's mm-hmm. now they're starting to produce these big name guys, and Lake Dallas has really grown. What do you, I, I, I guess? What do you have to say? I, I know I've talked about it all on every game I color commentate how well the coach, coaching staff is mm-hmm. at Lake Dallas. What what do you see in them that's made these players so much better? So I see there's a couple things I think going on. I think the staff are, number one is committed. They're hands-on. They have someone up there every day in the summer. They're always wanting to give you what you need and, and supply you with information. I also think that they are, they are very detail-oriented and expect that out of you in practice. And it carries over. Like You don't even notice it, but it, it carries over. And two, that's why... Two losing seasons. That's it. That's For it. two seasons, 
it's like two or three seasons that we didn't that, make playoffs that Michael Young's never made playoffs. Yeah, yeah, he's and he's been there for what like 20 years now. Yeah. It feels like he's been there forever. I mean, he, they they know what they're doing. They they expect a lot out of each other, which trickles down, and you can definitely tell. And then, as I said, the strength conditioning. And as the this strength and conditioning staff has changed, but the program has always remained consistent in pushing people to be like, you know, the best they can be and, and demanding that detail out of them. And if you don't cut it, I mean, I've seen guys, you've seen guys, they fall off. They, yeah. they won't make it through the summer. And yeah. then where they're, they're not there at fall. So it's like, I mean, they know what they're doing and, and they're producing good players. So give me your opinion, and now with all these high schools building these indoor facilities, you and I both always practiced in the Texas heat for our entire lives mm -hmm. during our football careers. Obviously, you're still in it, but me, I'm more in a broadcasting type career. But we went through those long and tough, super hot uh, Texas heat mm -hmm. every single summer, all summer in full pads. Do you think that now with high schools starting to build these indoor practice facilities and do you think this is how do you think this is going to change the game of football is it going to make the kids better or are they going to want to play it more because there's also cte which i've done a podcast about that people have to consider as well that's a good question um i'm actually kind of jealous because rice is getting one of the blow-ups and <laughs> i could have used that in the 100 percent humidity man i'm telling you you told me that your did you say that your cleats had melted a couple times on the Man, turf? I mean, more than once I've, I've had going through cleats, but I would lose, literally, I would lose up to 14 pounds of water a practice, Karen. Like, we'd weigh in before and weigh in after. 14 pounds, dude. And that was just normal. And like, I was, I was above, I, I'm in a extreme sweater. So that wasn't like the, the most common. But, you know, I think at the end of the day, the, this game's. I mean, it's changing to be safer. And I think this is just another thing. And, and, you know, it might make people not have that mental edge, but everyone's gonna be conditioned outside still. You might mm -hmm. practice indoors, but yeah. you're gonna do all your conditioning outside. I don't think the strength's that, and, and most of the time you're conditioned in the mornings, but you know, the heat, <sighs> it's hard to say, I don't know. I have, mixed, I have mixed feelings about it. I can definitely see it giving you a mental edge and being almost like a home field advantage like mm -hmm. like i know people who come to houston and cramp out they're just not used to it at the end of the day it's about football it's not about who, who's gonna last like yeah. who's gonna not cramp first you know it's it should be about who's more talented and and it's gonna sustain players longer i mean when you're when you're extra fatigued from the sun you're more likely to get hurt i mean it, there's just tons of different repercussions from it and uh, I think the coaches will get a lot more out of guys when they don't have the sun beating down on them. I, yeah, and I guess I can see that as well. And, you know, Lake Dallas has really remodeled that weight room. And it, I went in there uh, during the fall football season mm -hmm. to interview Coach Michael Young, and it has completely changed since we were in there. For sure. It, is, it looks like a brand-new weight facility, and these – Especially if you're decent at high school football, which almost every single Texas school is phenomenal at football. That's why Texas is the football, mm -hmm. high school football capital of the world. I, it's, it's crazy. And we just saw Kyler Murray go number one overall, who had also been two-time Texas high school or high school football player of the year. And he's out of Allen. Mm -hmm. So it's really changed quite a bit. 
and you know I I, I don't want to get too into the whole football stuff because I know there's so much that goes into it. Mm-hmm. But we're gonna stay with sports. For sure. And I want you're a UFC guru. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I like UFC. there was there was the fight last weekend, mm-hmm. but we had forgot that it was in where was it, Russia? Yeah, it was in Russia. So it started at like nine AM. <laughs> Literally by noon I checked my thing to to just look at the fights at who is who's fighting on the, the undercard. And it was the main event. <laughs> so <laughs> I ran to the living room to catch it, but um Really, it was the fight before that. Um, Kevin Gastelum and Israel Adesanya, they fought for the interim uh, welterweight, I believe. You might want to double-check that. Man, it was five rounds. of it. There, it's going to be five of the year for sure. I'm going to call it an early candidate. It looked like they were just button-mashing and landing it. And, one, and Israel was so much taller than Kevin Gastelum, so it, it looked like a freak show almost, but... The, I mean, the talent and the grit out of those guys. It really, honestly, that's one of the reasons I l- like UFC so much is I like to think I got heart, but those dudes got heart. Oh, yeah. That, I mean, that's the hardest thing you can do is literally, I mean, test your will against another man in a cage in your boxers. Like, and these dudes are, are trained killers and, you know, they're really risking getting knocked out yeah. in front of millions of people and like it's uh, you just got to respect something out of that and i'll watch a fight and literally want to go run like it, it yeah, literally it, pumps me up dude and just boxing on a just on a boxing bag it's or a punching bag i guess mm-hmm. is what it's called for me if i do it for five minutes straight i am worn oh yeah out. oh yeah but i come home and you're doing the punching bag i know and probably your second life, you wish you were probably a UFC <laughs> fighter. Yeah. But it's so difficult what these guys do and how in shape they are. No doubt. So one match I think I would dream and definitely would pay for. Who do you think would win if John Bones Jones and Conor McGregor were put in the ring together? Oh, John Jones for sure, dude. I mean, even if we made him the same size, because John would tower over him. They... It's, it's easy to get fooled by the TV. It makes them all look the same size. But, dude, John Jones is a, is a big dude. Oh, yeah. And, it, I mean, he hasn't lost. He, he destroys everyone. And it could be the Roids. But, you know, I think there's a lot of talent that goes behind it, too. I think there's a lot of talent that runs through the Jones family. Chandler no Jones, defensive end on the Cardinals, arguably top five at the position. There's mm-hmm. another brother, I think, that's in the NFL as well. Mm-hmm. But, I don't, I don't remember his name. I can't remember his name either. But he's, John Bones. He's still, he's still yeah. in too. He's and then they, well. I think one brother is like, doesn't do athletics, but yeah. they're all free. I'm sure he's like a, he's probably like top businessman or something. Oh, yeah. Probably crazy good entrepreneur. But who's who's on the card coming up this weekend? Have you kept up with it? Dude, I've been, I wish I, I, wish I could give you more information on it, honestly. Um, I know I'll be watching it. I, I really, at the end of the day, am just a fan of oh, you letting me of down these, of these guys. But um, I will say, dude, I was severely disappointed by T.J. Dillashaw getting popped by EPO, and the the things that came out with how they were doing the drug testing and EPO not being a part of the regular testing, um, and then it came out that when they first signed the contract they said they were going to keep everyone's samples so that if they got new technology they could go retest stuff ends up they don't they throw them away (laughs) 
So they lied and then they got caught lying. But then also, how many guys knew about them not testing for EPO? Yeah. And I and I don't know how savvy you you are with like the the whole John the whole John Jones case and what was going on, but I mean he was facing a two year suspension. Yeah, I remember. And the way he got it reduced, and people don't say it, but I mean, he offered him information about how he and how he knew others, not necessarily him, allegedly, I guess, mm-hmm. um, were using things, were using PEDs. And I have a sneaky suspicion that he might have let the cat out of the bag about the EPO. I think that that was a uh, recent find, and I think a lot more guys are going to see get busted. Um, and you know there are genetic freaks, but look up Paula Costa, and you people at home, look at look him up. This man is, I mean, he you can call him a genetic freak, but something something smells a little saucy, something smells a little a little bit like PEDs. Oh my gosh! He's he's a, he's a very big big man, and he this is guy, uh, he's ripped. He's swole, he's swole, dude. And that's that acai. <laughs> he's, uh, he's, he's in the he's in the Brazil <laughs> eating all that acai. But uh, you know, I think that's gonna be something that's gonna change a lot. I think a lot of guys saw this, what happened with TJ. Went, oh, that ain't good. Yeah. I think it was a common thing. And you know, it's fascinating because the guy that um, runs the drug testing for the UFC, he got his start by busting Lance Armstrong. What did you really? bust them for? EPO. So it's like all circling back. It's wow. like, yeah. So it's all it's all coming back around. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that's a whole other mess. I, you know, the, the drug testing at the end of the day is better for the sport. I don't know if USADA necessarily has the best intentions, though. I don't yeah. know if they're looking to clean up the sport or that they're looking to make some money, you know? Yeah. So, so what do you think is going on? And I was a big fan. I think my first UFC fight, I got into it not too long ago. It was about a year or two ago. Mm-hmm. And it was the Cody Garbrandt's, like, first main card fight. Yep. He knocks the guy out within, like, 30 seconds. Yep. What is going on with him? He's lost, what, five straight fights or something? You said he's in some trouble with the UFC because he's losing so much. But he is very open about being clean and not doing any of those of those roids or EPOs like TJ Dillashaw and the rest of his competitors. You know, at the end of the day, who's going to confess to taking them, you know? Yeah. Uh, I, I think, I mean, I got to take him at his word because he's never been busted. And, you know, I think it, with him, it, and I can't blame him. He gets a little angry in there and he just wants to stand and swing. And I think he's taking a little too many to the chin and it's, it's he just doesn't have the same jaw. Or it could be the weight cutting. That's another big mm-hmm. thing. They, they cut like 25 pounds the day before. And it really, I mean, it you wouldn't think it because they put it back on so quickly, but what it does to your organs and your brain, yeah. I mean, it changes everything inside of you that you don't realize. And when these guys get hit, they're like, oh, that didn't feel like I got hit. Like in the gym got hit, like that hurt a little bit more. Yeah. And I think that, uh, I think some guys are figuring that out like donald cerrone he moved up a weight class and he's not having to cut but then they look small compared to the other dudes they're like they're short so there's always going to be people trying to get an edge if it's from peds or if it's trying to cut tons of weight i just looked at the card game so there are some fights i'm excited about 
uh, Mike Perry is fighting Alex o Oliveira. I might be pronouncing that wrong, but he has the platinum tattoo. Platinum tattoo. What look are you up, talking about? look up Mike Perry. He 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 swings. He's a he's a fighter for sure. How do you spell that? M I K E and then Perry. P E R. Oh, P -E -R yeah. And also, Greg Hardy is getting another shot. Really? Yeah. They're letting him back in. Well, I mean, he uh, he signed it when they signed contracts. It's three fights. Right. And so, for y'all that don't watch UFC, or maybe you'll know a little you bit about explain. Greg Hardy. Yeah, yeah. yeah so, you gotta explain the background here. So Greg Hardy had a domestic violence case, and he ended up leaving the NFL. He but was he went. With he the jumped Dallas from the final team he was on was the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, yeah. Started but the, with the, the cases Carolina started Panthers. before that. Yeah, with Carolina Panthers when he got the domestic charges. Um, the Cowboys ended up letting him go, and he signs with this agent, He's this well-known, yeah, this well-known UFC agent, and you know he really did put in like three or f three years of work, and really worked up the ranks to try to get there. Um, you know, obviously he had the push, um, but. His very first fight in the UFC, he's the co-main event, and he has to do with a legal knee, and disqualifies him. So it's like, man, it, it really, and you almost, you won't, I don't want to say you feel bad for him, because, you know, I don't, obviously, no one supports domestic violence. Yeah. But at some point, you got to let a person be able to, to grow and change and right. make mistakes and, and grow from them. It just sucks to see a guy keep getting knocked down. And I think that's why everyone loves seeing Tiger Woods win. Yeah. It's like, man, we watch him get knocked down, knocked down, knocked down for like years. And then success story. It was what? I, I think it was 13 years that he had gone without winning a Masters. Dude, and then three years before that, he literally was. His back was, was destroyed. I mean, he was pulled over because he was on every type of narcotic. Yeah. Like, he, he's taking all kinds of pills. And it's like, you hate seeing that. But then you love seeing him turn it back around. So yeah. I'm not going to necessarily th throw Greg Hardy out. I don't think he's a good person, but I don't know him. Yeah. You know, I only see what everyone else sees. Mm -hmm. And, you know, what he did, of course, is terrible and wrong. But everyone's done something wrong that they wish that they could get redemption for. Mm -hmm. and, and they actively work. If you're a good person, if you're wanting to be a better person, you actively try to improve yourself. And he hasn't had anything come out since then. He's changed sports completely. I mean, obviously, he's relying on his athleticism to make a living. And he was dominating. And, that and, one fight he went in, he dominated. And these and these fighters, I mean, you have a short lifespan in football. And for fighters, especially for him getting in so late, I mean, they have... Some of these guys have 12 years of martial arts training. He had three, and he's 38 years old. You know, the, the cards are stacked against him. So it's like you, you hate seeing him just keep messing up. It's like, dang, you, you know, you should have. And they the part of it's on the UFC. They just recently changed the rules where, if, and sometimes they don't even enforce them. Some places in Vegas, they don't enforce the rules. But other places, they have... Where if you have three points of contact, you're considered down. Mm -hmm. And then you go to the next city over, and that it's not the same rule. So it's I, I can give him the benefit of the doubt, but it, it does just suck. You're like, dang, dude, that was your chance yeah. to like kind of like turn it around. But, uh, you know, USC's taking another chance, so we'll see what happens. And I'm not, I would be lying if, 
you know, it's a win-win either way. You either see a victory story, you get to see the bad guy get knocked right. out. So for USC, they, they benefit from it. What, what would you say is are your top three fighters? And, and actually, before that, I, I wanted to say this. You, you were telling me, because you basically inform me everything UFC, because I don't mm. keep up with it like you do. There was a class that got that disappeared. What was it, bantamweight or was it the featherweight? One of no, the divisions so check this got out, completely Garen. removed. Check this out. It was going to get removed if TJ Dillashaw would have lost or if he would have won. Really? Because he would have took the belt. He so would've... that most recent fight that had happened with TJ. So he moved down a weight class. He moved down to the 125. He was the champ at 135. Okay. So Demetrius, right before this, got traded. He was, I mean... He's regarded as the best technical fighter. Most don't have him as pound for pound because he is so small. He's 125. Right. But he he looks like a spider monkey in there. Like the man is so athletic. But they traded him in anticipation of disbanding the whole entire division. Well, that didn't work out, and now you have a new champion, and your new champion is a former Olympic wrestler, a mm-hmm. gold medalist, in fact. So like. I don't know how many 125 guys are out there, but they just got rid of their... I mean, they traded almost their entire 125 division, so... Jeez. Yeah, I mean, it's almost going to have to rebuild from here, but we'll see. Okay, give me your top three fighters in maybe not the division, but men's and women's, because if we did each division, it would take too long. Top three men's fighters, top three women's fighters. Okay, current? Yeah. Okay. I would say... Robert Whitaker, John Jones. Mm. Are these in no specific order? No specific order. Okay. Just kind of how they come to my head. You yeah. want to say TJ, but after he lost, man, it know. really, it really did devastate me. He was my, I mean, and I don't know exactly what went on, and I know that it had to be injected, so he was for sure cheating. But it's. Mm. Yeah, he do, and you don't know how many, how long he'd been doing. If that was the only fight he did it for, I can, I can brush it off. You know, he had to drop another ten pounds to get down to that weight class. So I kind of can wrap my head around it. But if he's been doing it for who knows how long since he got the belt and beat Dominic, and uh, hey, honestly, hopefully Dominic can come back and win. Cause I really enjoy watching him fight, and he's just so, that that speech when he got the belt back is one of my all-time favorites. He uh, he's beat up, and he's at the press conference, and they said, "What was the best part about getting the belt back? Or what, what does it feel like?" And he goes, "You know, I realize like, are you happy to have the belt? That was the question. Are you happy to have the belt? Because I've been the happiest when I realized that I didn't need this belt." to be a champion and and what he meant by that is every day he's working to be a champion like just because you have the, the gold one day may fall in your favor in life you might get a lucky day and someone might knock you out like uh tyron woodley i mean some freak kamar uzman will come in and yeah and beat you down for five rounds and take your belt but it's really how you respond. And that dude has been through crazy adversity, three knee surgeries. Uh, he's old. He's been fighting for, I mean, years, guys, since the WC days. And then he came back and won his belt. 
I mean, it's, it's really crazy. It's so, so would you say he's your number three? Yeah, but he's hurt right now. I'm like, ugh, I want to give you somebody yeah. that's healthy. Just put in Connor McGregor. I'll say, no, you know what? <laughs> Kamar Usman, that okay. that was an incredible performance that he put on. I mean, he, Tyron Woodley's a beast. Yeah. And he, he made is. him look like a child's play. It was wild. I don't know if you got to see any of it, Karen. He literally held this man down, a grown man, a wrestler, that D1 wrestler, mm-hmm. held him down for five rounds and smashed his face. Jeez. And uh, honorary mention, Khabib. I'm a big fan of Khabib. Khabib? You yeah. like Khabib? Yep. Were and you then, rooting for him over McGregor in that Khabib-McGregor fight? Dude, I just, want, I just wanted to see it. I, I didn't really – I wasn't rooting for either because I like both of them. Yeah. And they're both so different in their approach. I think what's so crazy about Conor McGregor, and it's part of what makes him so unique, is he was able to attract viewers to the sport. No one really heard of UFC because, if we're being honest, their marketing is not the greatest compared to the NFL and the NBA. There's not jerseys you can go and buy Mm. of MMA players or MMA fighters. But some way, somehow, Conor McGregor was able to bring his type of swagger and moxie and attract these viewers to the UFC. What do you think made him so different? I think it was a culmination of things. I'm hopefully saying that right. I think that... Compilation. There we go. So, one, that that trash-talking style. It's not new. Chael Sonnen, do you know who that is? No. He was the early, they call him the American bad boy. Like, he he was he was the trash talker. He was the one that everybody wanted to see either win or lose. Mm-hmm. And that's what Connor's been able to create. You're either watching him to see him win or watch him get knocked out. And that's why he brings in so many views is because he, he really, he draws that line. And, and I don't know how much of it is actually coming from his heart or and how much of it's just kind of bolstering himself to you know it's they're about to go to war really yeah so it, and you can see how his his mindset changed especially against diaz he didn't have that same kind of moxie and he ended up losing mm-hmm. and honestly he might have lost the second one if, if i would have been the judge but i think that uh he's definitely special because have to win first it comes down to talent he being max i mean he's ran through a list of people again and, yeah and dustin poirier just honorable mention too he just won the belt um he's beat him he's beat max holloway he's cleaned out that entire division right. knocked out aldo who had held the belt for like 10 years and dude. then he goes into the boxing ring and he, he yeah that was a money scheme he, though i yeah, got it though it i was, got it it was but he held his own mm-hmm. against one of the best boxers of all time Obviously, I think Mike Tyson and mm-hmm. Muhammad Ali's got to be number one. Mm-hmm. Mike Tyson is top three for sure. But Floyd Mayweather is top ten of the best boxers in the world. And Conor McGregor, a UFC fighter, coming straight out of the octagon, no boxing experience really. And he's able to just kind of hold his own ground against him. I think that was so crazy. And then he went back into the ring at, or the octagon after that. Wasn't yeah, it? And that yeah. Was and as he, much as people wanted to hate on him for, for doing the boxing, they were like, oh, you're just going to get whipped. Everybody knew he was going to lose. But, like, how could you not respect the man yeah. to go put, in there? Put and, Floyd Mayweather and really, into an octagon and, and see And in the happens. back of his head, know that he, like, I know he has his confidence, but, I mean, you are going against the number one boxer, and he obviously got stopped. But to have enough confidence in yourself to step in that ring 
and really sell the fight. I mean, their press conferences were hilarious. I don't know if you ever watched any. Oh, of them. I they're, did. They were ridiculous. I love the suit. The but I, I'm glad he's back in the USC. But I'm I'm more glad that he's. I mean, really carved a new path for these fighters to really yeah. make money. I mean, he's branded that whiskey that I saw just sold for a billion dollars. Really? And I think that he's invested into the UFC. Um, he has part of the UFC, which they're not a publicly traded company, so he's like exclusively in that. And he's really, he's really like made a path for, for guys to actually get what they deserve. Because these fighters are so underpaid right now, Karen. They have no coalition. Like football, they have a team of lawyers that fight for them to, to have better rights. Yeah. Fighters do not have that at all. And they're all, they're in an individual sport. So, like, why why would they? They're trying to get theirs, you Yeah, know? there's no MMA PA like in an FLP. And it's the same with boxing. the same kind of thing. And I ho- hopefully it changes now with ESPN. More eyeballs well, that Errol, are on Errol it. Errol Spence Jr. especially is starting to bring it back. And he's the hometown kid out of Dallas. Yeah. He's, it's looking even better than Floyd Mayweather, in my opinion. I hope that. I hope this whole ESPN thing. I've been extremely satisfied with what they've done. But I hope that at the end of the day, it brings to the attention that these fighters aren't getting paid what they should. I mean, the way they have it set up for you, that for you people that don't under, that don't know, you get half your check for showing up but you only get the other half of you win so like i mean can you imagine that kind of pay structure where like you go to work but at the end of the day if the boss is like no i don't think you did good today because it's a judge yeah then you you don't get half your pay and you have to pay your strength conditioning staff you have to pay your gym dues you have a family you have your what like i mean they have it's a crazy stuff. They at the end of the day, a lot, and that's why I also love the sport is a lot of those fighters do it because they love it, not because there's money in it, you know. And uh, I didn't get to mention my my female fighters because that's been something that I never thought that I would be interested in watching. Like, and I, it may sound sexist, it's just I've no, never no, seen it before. I understand. I never it's, seen it's great fighting. To- it's great to see women now be able to step into a spotlight of UFC's feminists. They're, they're the pushing most, email it's, rights. <laughs> it's the most, I think, violent sport that I've that's on TV, and females are dominating it. And I think it is absolutely amazing in the progress of America, and for women as well being able to step up into that spotlight. I think it's phenomenal. But and, go ahead, give me your top three. And I was also going to add to that. I mean, and one of my top three, Amanda Nunes part of the lgbtq community and she's a champion in two divisions she knocked out a woman that people regarded as the best ever cyborg and ronda and holly Holm. she's gone through the best of the best undeniable and she i mean that that's like a beacon that should be a beacon for that community they're really pushing like i think they're doing more for like equal rights of everybody you know yeah than most sports. I mean, could you imagine no, like UFC is in basketball? A really good job. Imagine in basketball if like at halftime, <laughs> women's basketball came out there. Like, how would that be received? I don't know if it would be well. Yeah. But there's something about fighting, and, and especially talented fighting. These women aren't just—it's not just cap fights. Which I think, honest—I'll be honest—I think that's what my first impression of what it was going to be was like, like cap fights. 
where they're like pulling each other's hair. No, no. These women scrap and sometimes scrap harder than the men. And they're so light, they can't knock each other out. So they just keep hitting each other. Like it, it they most of them go all three rounds and they're they're packed with action. But um another on my list is Rose Namunes, who's rose to the ranks out of nowhere beats Joanna not once but twice and she was supposed to be the boogie woman or whatever and uh she's such a down-to-earth person just like a, a good example for young women to look up to you know mm -hmm. she she really she lives her life in a in a very humble manner and she she's never cocky she's very grounded and I and I really I, I just really like the way she handles herself she has her hands full with my third favorite, Jessica Andrade, who I've got to meet. Also part of the L LGBTQ community. And she's a beast. Her fists, Garen, are as big as my face. I'll, really? show you the, I'll show you the picture after this podcast. But, yeah, we, when she put her, her fists like the, the fighter's pose, yeah. I mean, it's as big as my, my head. And she's a tank she she don't really dodge much she takes a lot of blows and she's trying to hurt you she just walks you down keeps the pressure on so it's rose gonna have her hands full but she i mean she's talented so i'm excited yeah but i think the ufc really has done such a good job of bringing women in all every single gender lgbtq rights everything has been put on the spotlight in the ufc and i really think that it's a sport that's going unnoticed that people should pay more attention to because especially nfl nba and including lgbtq rights and including women playing football and women playing with the men in basketball mm. or maybe you know what i'm talking yeah, about yeah for sure and, and making it not seem like it's a bad thing to be whatever they were born to be or it's it's something that they didn't choose to be it's just who they are uh, I think that a lot of leagues can look at the UFC and say we need to be more like them and I think no, Dana no. White has done such a great job of kind of helping with that he's the guy that has to put up with everybody's crap basically you know I, I wonder how much he does I don't know how much Dana actually does I, and when you really dig deep so the Fertitas owned UFC before this, before they sold it. And honestly, uh, if you want to learn how to run a business, you look these men up. They are some of the best entrepreneurs out there. They own baseball teams, football teams, and they sold the UFC for like four, 400 billion or 400 million. I can't even remember what it was. It's some crazy number. Um, but they're really the ones that would, would set up the fights. Dana's really just a figurehead. He's really just like he he's like um he's like Roger Goodell. That's the best way I can put it in like a football. He Except does not the jerk. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So he and I don't think he does much, but he takes a lot of the heat for the UFC. Like he he takes a lot of the blame and I think that's where he kind of fits into all of it. And he's a great promoter. But to the sport like I remember watching the very first, you know, uh, do you remember our cousin Brandon? Yeah. Much older now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He showed me my first UFC. And it was UFC 1 when they didn't have gloves, Garen. And what? it was in a, in a round cage still. And uh, this sumo wrestler got his tooth kicked out of his face. And I remember that being the first time I was introduced to that. And at the time, there were no rules. People were wearing shoes. Some guys were wearing like one glove and no glove. Like, and to watch it 
develop like, like we've really watched a sport be born and flourish like i mean there's no denying that uh, that it's mainstream at this point it went from obscure pay-per-views to being i mean uh what's his name what was the uh here we go again i know i'm gonna forget <laughs> his name prisoner he's uh he was in the he ran for president against bush oh man that was that was it Young, young. No, he ran. He ran against Obama. What was his name? Oh, uh, he just died recently. Uh, John McCain. Dude, he called it cockfighting. He said, I, "I and it wasn't legalized everywhere. Not every state had it legalized. And and to watch it grow into what it is, and now leading the charge and female sports, LGBT. It's just really, it's it's cool to watch, you know. And mm-hmm. the, and like you were saying, in another life, I'd want to be a fighter." A little bit, but a little bit is like, I want to, there's a part of you that wants to be a part of that growth, you know? Yeah. To like be a part of that. And and I, I am as a fan, like I've, I've seen from GSP was my favorite. And then Anderson Silva, like I've watched it develop, but those people that have been there again for the whole time, like Jose Aldo, Dominic Cruz, they've been fighting for 15 years. They've seen this sport go from, they're fighting the, the back of a barn so now they're on ESPN. So I, I definitely, I almost like share my, like, I'm like, I feel good for those guys. Yeah. I know that their work didn't go unnoticed. Not getting paid as much as they should, but the fact that it's not considered a stigma thing like it was, right. you know, it, it's cool to see how like, I mean, obviously that's kind of how the world's going. We're just, people have to learn to accept things. And, and obviously there's social media's kind of thrown a wrench into that. And, kind of get in your own little echo chamber but i think that it the world is becoming more accepting and willing to at least give something a shot and check it out i mean i can't tell you how many people i've shown ufc that they're like i don't care about ufc and the next thing you know they're they're standing up because someone just got knocked out it's yeah. like well that was a quick change yeah. you know yeah, that's how i am too and, i mean i'm not that i don't like ufc but mm-hmm. i'm not interested in it but when it's on tv it is super it's interesting there's, there, i mean i think probably joe rogan that gave this analogy but if there was a, say a huge field and there was a football game a basketball game baseball game we're all going on at the same time and then a fight broke out in the middle what would everyone be watching football <laughs> I'll be watching the fight. I'm trying to check out who. Who's oh, you said get... wait, hold on. I missed the first so, part. So, again. so, so, f- there's a field. Okay. An imaginary field. It's huge. Just think it's huge. <laughs> a baseball game going on. Football game going on. Soccer. Any sport you can imagine is going on. And then there's a fight. But then there's a fight that breaks oh, out. Oh, for sure the fight. What's everyone gonna I, look I at? I only heard football, baseball field. Sorry. I mean, it, there's something that's primal that that. We can't help but to click on that fight video well, that's just on like Twitter. The world, the world Star thing yep. it was so big. It was kids were watching other kids fight, and not that you should support kids just fighting and bullying and stuff. But no, no, not sure. There's just something like about the UFC that has something. Not only is it, it's it's it taps safe. into something. It yeah, taps it, into it's something. safe. It's. I don't know if they found any evidence of CTE in yeah. any of these guys. I mean, dude, it's it, gotta be. I mean, the yeah. When you when you and then you've done the podcast on it. Um, I had to do a, a lot of scientific, like, reading too much literature on it. But 
it doesn't matter what kind of impact dude it i mean literally you'll have if you just shake your head impact, yeah. if you just shake your head it's technically you're you're getting something it's chronic traumatic yeah so it's over time yeah i don't know necessarily if it, it I would like to think that it, it's not as much brain damage, um, just because on the football, on like on the football field, coming off on the D line every play, I hit helmet to helmet. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I can't even help it. No matter how well my hands are, I mean, we're we're gonna make contact. Yeah. And those helmets make you think, I can make even more contact, you know. Mm -hmm. Well, on the other hand, you see the whole the whole point is it not to get hit in the head, you know. So I wonder how much it it is a difference, but. You know that's such a new it's such a new finding game we're probably not going to figure out for a while what's really going on the brain's such a big mystery man like yeah. that's one of the big mysteries that science still hasn't uncracked so. well and, and in that podcast i'd said they haven't been able to discover it until you're basically dead yeah because they have to cut your brain open and it was Bennett amalu that was the one that discovered it they have to basically cut your brain open to be able to see whether or not you have cte but i think there was one it was a former Philadelphia Eagles player, I'm pretty sure, that they, it was like they found early signs of CTE. Yeah, or so they, they have, they're able to identify a protein, and I would have to check like all the studies to see how for sure this is, but there's a protein that's supposedly produced that signals the brain has been damaged in some way. And especially, I think it's the gray matter that that's really the concern. And uh, that's how they're trying to develop the technology to try to detect it earlier. I think what people are going to figure out is it's unavoidable. I mean, you just got to live your life. And, you know, everybody takes risks. Like, the way I see it, I, I always knew it wasn't the greatest thing to be getting my head rocked and like seeing stars and stuff. I think everybody realizes that. I think it, it's definitely a better thing to be educated on it. I mean, it's definitely made me like play with better technique, make sure that I'm tackling the right way. It completely changed the NFL's tackling system. Now they, they don't teach get your head up underneath their helmet it's anymore. The, it's it's hawk style. So everything is and it's it's for the better and it's going to end up changing the game a little bit but in the end the players are going to benefit i mean the the guys that have had to retire recently just because they were worried about it and, and who knows what they were dealing with they could have been slurring speech mm -hmm. i mean they could have had I've, I've just been blessed that i haven't had like a lot of concussions but that doesn't mean i don't have some damage you know yeah but i know guys that had literally had to get disqualified because they've had too many concussions you know like oh man i wonder how that's gonna end up like mm -hmm. when they're old but it's the risk you take you know yeah. and it's what you signed up for and when it happens to you twice the concussion happens to you twice then you can really start considering okay should i try to risk another one like yeah. that's when you, you should probably start considering things but the avoiding the prevention of even getting to that is where I'm seeing the most like improvements, the the hawk tackling, the getting the helmet to helmet contact, making that a penalty and an ejectable offense. Like all these little changes, they're annoying right now because they're they're trying to work the kinks out. They don't they don't exactly know how to get things right, but it's it's gonna help long term and it like it, fiscally too. It, it'll help the healthcare system too. People won't be having to go to dementia homes like I. I mean, how many people play football in the United States 
it's crazy. And if that's where people are getting the most from, I mean, it, it, it could be a bad thing, you know, yeah. but catching it now, understanding it, developing technology, I think that's, we're heading the right way. Yeah, and I, I think it's only a matter of time before they're able to discover it. But I, I know we've been talking a lot about uh, football and sports, and this is a, this is a part foodie podcast as uh-huh. well. So give me some of you, what are your favorite things? We are on the second floor of our mother's house. So what is your favorite thing that mom cooks whenever you come back home? Ooh, you gave me crap for this the other day. Pork chops, dude. I want to make some mean pork chops, bro. Like, I don't even, it makes me sad that you even, you even shake your head at that. They're so yummy. Uh, and with the mac and cheese too, and she'll, with the, the mashed potatoes that still have the skins on them. Dude, delicious. I mean, so they don't get much better. You like those better than the, I'm, I'm saying all overall. So you like those better than those peanut butter? You like her those better than the peanut butter no bake she does? Oh, dude, that's a different category. Oh no, that's dessert. Maybe okay, okay. Do give me a breakfast, lunch, dinner, and then a a dessert. You know what's crazy? I'm gonna say because I don't think many families do it. Our rice that we do, Garen, with the creamer and the sugar. It surprises so many people when I tell them about that. It surprises a lot of people, and maybe it's like an Oklahoma thing. I don't know. But because that's unique, I'll go with that one. It's kind of unique to us. Um, lunch and dinner is kind of combined in yeah. our family. Mom don't even eat lunch, so it's yeah, like you kind of fend for yourself anyway. Yeah, there's times that we don't eat till like midnight when we were growing up. I'm trying to think. What's your favorite dinner? Mm, my favorite dinner, you know, they used to make that ramen noodle fried chicken. You remember when they did that? Yeah. That was, that was one of the best dinners. Give me the ramen noodle fried chicken with oven baked homemade mac and cheese and maybe some mashed potatoes that are homemade as well of mom and then she leaves those skins in there Ooh, and then maybe add a side of brussels sprouts get some of those greens with a little bit of parmesan on it perfect hunger dude perfect hey that's part of what this podcast is what's your dessert what's your dessert my favorite dessert Dude, that's so a cheesecake. She's getting better Dude, at it. Dude, she is. I, I, it's not. It's not my favorite. It's like. I mean, it's creeping up. Th- those no bake cookies are gonna be my favorite for a long time. That's your but, favorite. Hey, give her another year to perfect that recipe. She she might be a killer with it. Okay, so I, I can't narrow it down to one. This is such a basic one because I love Rice Krispies, but I love homemade Rice Krispies. Mm. We haven't had those in a while. Yeah. That was young. No, no. We're going to have to place Yeah. But the homemade Rice Krispies are amazing. And the Sopapilla Cheesecake. I think those are my top two. I like the peanut butter no-bakes, but I've never been into them like you are. Yeah, dude. But I, I You don't like, like the richness. You, you've yeah, never been I into like the richness, yeah. bro. I will eat them to my stomach. But I love <laughs> a good cookie cake, but like that's not something she makes. For sure. Insomnia cookie cake or mm-hmm. insomnia cookie. Oh, it is so, so good. But... Thank you so much for jumping on the podcast and shout out to mom, really, because (laughs) she knows that we were hating on upstairs. Really, upstairs is not bad. It's honestly perfect. This was a lot of fun for us growing up. It's kind of like a, it's it's a blast to the past being back up here. And I remember having our first Christmas. We had spent up here when our house was first built. Nope. We didn't even get to talking about the trailer that we lived in. Oh gosh. So we'll have to have you back on. For sure. (laughs) We'll definitely have to have you back on, but. 
it, it, we're, we're super lucky to have been able to grow up in a family that's been so fortunate to be able to live in a nice uh, in, in, in a nice house excuse me and being able to have this land that's around the support, us dude yeah, just a support, support system. system like i mean i that's really one thing that I've, I've taken away from their parenting is not only they determine mom's got her own business and dad just keeps working his way up but that they're always supporting us like i don't i got drums and I know I'm not good at drums, but she would sit down there and listen to me bang on them for an hour. And it's like, and it's just her being showing her support, you know? And it's, I didn't appreciate it then, but looking back, it's definitely something that I'm like, yeah. dude, we're, we're definitely fortunate for sure. And, and, and it's so crazy because I just remember, I mean, you and I got in a couple of fights as kids, but mm. really we didn't get in too many. It was, I know me and Lainey, because we, yeah. we've always been around each other yep, for yep. much longer than you and I got to be around each for other. For sure. Uh, we argued a lot, but we're all close friends now, and it's part of just growing up. And it's we're just I'm really thankful for what we're what we're in right now. And really, the carpet's not that gross. We're just trying <laughs> to set the scene. It, it, it's a really cool place up here. Uh, but thank you so much for jumping yeah, on Bubba. the podcast. It was a lot of fun. Today. And thank y'all so much for listening to Guaranteed Entertainment. In the next episode, I will be bringing on another special guest, and we'll be back on Wednesday. And my voice will hopefully be all the same. Thank you for sticking with me through my terrible sounding voice and laryngitis. Thank you for listening to uh grayson and shout out to him follow him on twitter at shants underscore 94 and instagram at shants underscore 94 and also remember i got those stickers coming in the mail in just a couple days yes, sir. be sure to go and subscribe and to give me a rating take a screenshot of that rating or a review and send it to me on twitter or instagram at shants underscore five or on instagram at shants five altogether. Thank you so much for listening to Guaranteed Entertainment. I've been your host, Garen Schantz. Have a great week. Have a great Friday. I love you so much. Have a good one. Salute.